Hello, freak bitches. God. I said that as I was saying it. Ooh, I just realized Duncan Trussell left me a thermos with a sticker on it that says Duncan Trussell Family Hour. Guess what? I'm stealing their shit. This is mine, son. Duncan Trussell has become that guy who carries water everywhere he goes. Duncan Trussell, like, literally, um, he, he brings water everywhere now. He's that gym guy. Brings a jug of water. He's got a personal trainer now. He's working out like an animal. God, I love when people get their shit together. I love progress, ladies and gentlemen, and I love Squarespace. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Okay, commercial aside, what do I think about Squarespace if I didn't have to read any copy? This is what I would tell you. Making a website is generally a pain in the ass. It's confusing. If you're not technologically savvy, it's very problematic. You could try to learn programs or you could just go to Squarespace and whack that shit out within moments. It's so easy to make a badass professional website. Every website comes with an online store. Every website comes with the access to Getty Images. With Squarespace 7, you can get Getty Images for 10 bucks an image. They're normally hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars. They have millions of images for you to choose from. It's drag and drop interface. 24-7 support is literally the easiest way you can get a badass website. You can do it yourself. You can have the satisfaction of doing it yourself. You fucks. They also have this thing called cover pages. Like, say, if you have an idea and you go, God damn it, I need to put this. I got the domain. Yes. All right. I'm going to put up a cover page and I'm going to say coming soon. Maybe I'll give myself a deadline and then I'll have to figure out how to get those rattlesnake cock rings out on the market. Cover pages will allow you to do that. It allows you to set up a beautiful one-page online presence in minutes. Start a free trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use the offer code Joe to get 10% off your first purchase. Thank you, Squarespace, for your support of the Joe Rogan experience. They used to have something different at the bottom, but I mocked it enough that they, they made it normal. <laughs> That's the cool thing about companies today. They, they pay you to sponsor. You can mock them, but as long as you sincerely tout their product as being amazing, and I do. Squarespace.com, use the code word Joe and save 10% off. It is really, I've never had one single complaint. It's dope as hell. Uh, I'm a little too old to be saying dope as hell, but I'm going to go with it. Uh, we're also brought to you by Stamps.com. Good googly moogly, ladies and gentlemen. I know people that send things through the mail. You do not want to go to the fucking post office with a big bundle of packages and make them weigh all that shit out. Good God. Christ Almighty. Don't do it. Use Stamps.com. You can print official U.S. postage, the real deal, with a home computer and printer. A regular home computer and a regular home printer. You do not need one of those postage meters. You could bang that shit all out on your desk, at work, at home, no matter where you want, with Stamps.com. The truth is there is no convenient time to go to the post office, ladies and gentlemen. You know it, and I know it. With stamps.com, you don't have to. Print up the postage, put it on the package, bam! Hand it to the mailman, and you're diggity-diggity done. You get a free digital scale with my special promo code. If you use the promo code JRE, you will get a no-risk trial plus $110 bonus offer, which includes a free digital scale and up to $55 of free postage. You take that digital scale, hook it up to stamps.com, put your packages on it, print your postage, slap that shit on the box, hand it to the postman, and this over. That's it. 
So don't wait. Go to Stamps.com before you do anything. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in J-R-E. That's Stamps.com and enter J-R-E. You freak bitches, you. We're also brought to you, last but not least, <clears throat> by Onnit.com. That's O-N-N-I-T. We are at Onnit, a total human optimization website. Our number one goal is as clearly as I can state this. All we're trying to do at Onnit is give you shit that we use. All we're trying to do at Onnit is sell the best shit in the world that we are exposed to, whether it's strength and conditioning equipment, whether it is foods like our delicious warrior bar, hemp force protein powder, matcha chai. We got matcha chai latte tea. Check that shit out, you fucking dirty freaks. Matcha chai. It's delicious. It's really good for you, too. Read all about it at onnit.com. We also have the Onnit Academy. If you're a brokester, you're like, Joe Rogan, I ain't got no money. I barely have enough money to get a goddamn internet connection. Hey, we got you covered, man. Go to onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T. Click on the Academy link, and you will be taken to a bunch of cool shit that's free. A lot of cool uh, articles, a lot of cool workouts, a lot of cool diet tips, motivation, a lot of great cool shit, including the actual real for real on it Academy. The on it Academy exists in real life in Austin, Texas. I have personally worked out there and it is a fucking fantastic facility. If you go to O N N I T, click on the Academy, uh, you could find out all the information or if you live in on, if in, you live in Austin, Texas, look at if in, you live in, in Austin, Texas, if you live down there in the land of the free, home of the brave, um, go to go to Google. You know what the fuck to do. Jesus Christ, I gotta tell you anything. This podcast is sponsored by Onnit. Go to O N N I T. Use the code word Rogan and you will save ten percent off any and all supplements. Good God. All right. This first guest, ladies and gentlemen, do you not this first guest? This guest, this man. I'm going to introduce right now, is uh, my good pal, Duncan Trussell. You, if you listen to this podcast, it, he probably needs no introduction. He's one of the most amazing, cool, fascinating, articulate, just beautiful, beautiful people. I just love the shit out of Duncan Trussell. So without any further ado, please welcome my very good friend, Duncan Trussell. Joe Rogan Podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Duncan motherfucking Trussell. Hello. A.K.A. Super Hippie. Hello. <laughs> What's up, brother? <laughs> What's going on? What's going on, my friend? What happened to the commercials? Uh, fuck those things, dude. Add those bitches in later. Ah. It's, I realized somewhere along the line that it's all about the flow of the conversation. Right. right. That's what makes a podcast interesting to me. If I'm listening to a cool podcast, I want... The flow of the conversation to be as natural as possible. Yes. I think even starting with the music, probably should stop doing that. We'll add that shit in post. Right. You know, the flow of the conversation is what's up. And the best way to get the flow of the conversation right is just kind of get into it. Right. Yeah, I think that's right. I do my commercials later. I just sit down with the people and start talking. If you do a commercial first, you've killed the vibe. Like for like five minutes more even. Yeah. I've been guests on people's shows where they do it too and I don't want to do it. You know, you don't want to sit there where someone's reading off their commercials even All, if they're really good uh, at it. Also, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the problem is that it forces you to do like a read read when someone's there because you want to yeah, get it done with and then exactly. that makes you sound like a robot and it's much more interesting to talk about 
the if you're using it or not. Like, what is it? Because a lot of the stuff, a lot of the people advertising on podcasts, it's some weird stuff, man. It's like <laughs> brand new, strange technologies that are new. You know, it's it's all internet based businesses. There's a lot of that, and sure. a lot of those are cool. And Squarespace, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's disruptive in this very mm-hmm. mild way. Like you find that the the, the stuff is like disrupting the most annoying technologies like taxis got disrupted by uber and if you consider like the experience of a taxi versus an uber no offense to taxi drivers out there i'm sorry you guys are uh, i don't want anybody to be out of work or anything but man the difference is so profound that there's no competition like taxis are like you know they've got that fucking TV in the back where its commercials are like blaring into your face the whole time, right. and and you're just sort of like it's if you feel like you're in a traveling prison because they've got the <laughs> plexiglass in between you and the driver because we right. live in such a crazy dimension where people who drive other people around have to treat them like pythons or something and put them behind glass just because that one guy with with the ice pick. Well, do you know how many people? It's not that one guy with the ice pack. Do do you know what happened? In New York City one year? No. They killed some insane number of gypsy cab drivers. I think what a gypsy cab driver, what they call a gypsy cab driver, is someone who's working kind of without, it was like pre-Uber. Yeah. It was like they were working without a license or they're working with some, some shenanigans were involved. And they would take these guys to bad neighborhoods and shoot them in the back of the head. And they shot a bunch of them. They Ooh. shot a bunch of them. Criminals. It was like something they did to rob people. They take these gypsy cab drivers deep into New York City somewhere, like Brownsville or somewhere like that, shoot them in the back of the head, and then dump their cab. Dude, it was crazy. Like, it happened a lot. There was a, I forget what year it was, but they had no idea how many, like, people were involved. They didn't know who was getting, this is pre-internet. Did they ever catch the guy? I don't know. I wish I knew that answer. So this is some kind of serial killer, some kind of... Was either a serial killer or a practice of robbing people and shooting them in the head. How hungry are you? Like, yeah. you have to be so hungry to decide that you're going to get in a cab and go through the trouble of blasting someone in the back of the head to get... How much money are they going to have maximum in a cab? <sighs> how much would they have? You know, I mean, a few hundred bucks? Who knows? A thousand maximum? Who knows, who knows man? It's just hard to believe that it could be a million and someone would just shoot someone in the fucking head. You know, it's just it, when we, it's weird when you get to a certain number and people go, oh, I got it. You know, if someone kills someone for a million bucks, like, oh, right. well, it was a million dollars. It's probably right. really tempting. You know, for some people, probably. I know, but it's ridiculous. It's for, you shouldn't be able to kill somebody for a hundred. You shouldn't be able to kill someone for a million. But for whatever reason, if you say it was only for a hundred bucks, they killed them. Yeah. Like somehow or another, it makes it like more pointless than yeah. if they killed them for a million bucks. Well, you know yeah. What I, mean? I mean, it really does. Weird? It's like a Brinks truck, for example. <laughs> like a Brinks truck, you can kind because of, you're thinking like, okay, desperate criminal needs some cash. If I'm going to kill somebody, and I think it's a, obviously a terrible thing to do, I want to have enough money to live on it for at least a couple of months right. not enough to like go bowling that night and like that's it you got to yeah. get another cab if you're one of those uber drivers though i mean how much protection do they have the uber drivers yeah from the, getting robbed well, and things along those lines is it harder uh, because of phones right 
Yeah, well, I guess the people are being tracked, but I, I mean, obviously, the ultimate frightening scenario is someone like steals someone's phone, uses their Uber app, and summons the Uber, mm. and then they're completely untraceable. So I think that's probably a, a right. danger that the Uber drivers think about. I'm sure they teach them, you know, what to do. I'm sure they've been like tutored, or they, there's got to be safety courses they're taking for the inevitable situation where somebody gets in there and thinks they're the reincarnation of Christ and wants to taste blood on a full moon. <laughs> well, it's I think it, the harder situation would be for the young women who are by them, not even young women, women who are by themselves who get in a car with a guy that they don't know, and they don't know whether or not he's been screened properly. Like, F- I would think... Yeah, that's right. Or faking being an Uber driver. I mean, how hard would that be? Yeah. Pull up in front of any club and look out and be like, Uber? Uber? Yeah. Easy. Damn, dude. Shit. Easy. That's so true. I'm sure they've thought of that, too. <sighs> yeah, well, I've had people try to get into my car accidentally because they thought it was an Uber. We rented the Escalade. Wow. They opened the door. We're like, hello, and they're like, we're uh, we're here for Uber. I'm like, no, man, it's not. I'm not the Uber. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, man, you can get in a lot of trouble. Uh, you can get a lot of trouble out there in the world, man. It's so strange to think that in this beautiful time that we're living in, and it really is a beautiful time, man. This is an incredible time. It's amazing. It was so strange to think of how there are still predators existing in our ecosystem, even though I think it's much less than it used to be. It's just a fascinating thing to think that there's people out there whose heads are just filled with psychic bees. And for whatever reason, they're being driven out into the streets and they do awful fucking shit. Still, it just becomes more shocking the more... Uh, technology accelerates those acts of violence they stand out more they seem more yeah ha- ha- barbaric they seem more horrific i mean and that's really what's fueling like the furthest most fringe left-wing ideas that's like one of my number one problems that i have with like super progressive people is that i agree with them on almost everything but sometimes the way they go about expressing themselves is so ridiculously over the top that they become annoying. And How then, do you like, mean? You're, you're, they become bad for the cause or bad for right. whatever idea they have. But ultimately, what are they trying to do? They're just trying to write it all out. It's just they're going so far and they're so ridiculous with some of the ideas that it just... Like what? Oh, God. Where would I begin? The, the use of language. It's a really important one. You know, like the people that get like super upset at rape scenes in a movie or rape scenes in a television show. People that think that men and women don't have to adhere to gender specific roles, which I agree. You know, you don't have to. But to think that that's not the norm, you know, to think that in some way gender specific roles for people aren't sort of carved out in some ways by biology. Man, I got to tell you, though, that is a that is a thing that 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 idea is will be an antiquated idea within 200 years i think that will be the idea that your your genetic gender assignment is the gender you got to stick with will be like thinking the avatar that you pick in GTA is the avatar that you've got to run around with 
permanently because it's going to get easier and easier to modify the body. We don't, we have no idea what's coming down the tubes when it comes to this, the new stuff that they're learning about how to alter DNA. We have no idea what's coming down the tubes when it comes to like futuristic plastic surgery and the ease of it. We, we just don't know. Oh, no doubt, man. No doubt. So when that happens, it's because it's kind of like the reason the stuff seems really weird uh, to us is because mostly we've grown up in a time where you and I, especially, have grown up in a time where you, you, uh, there was no, the words they're using right now is not the words that they used to use. It, you, the word tranny was not an offensive word. Yeah, People exactly. would just use it. They didn't mm-hmm. know. You didn't know. So you know, what, it, the general idea was, if you're growing up, Back in the seventies or the or the early eighties, it's not like everybody was a complete hor- hor- horrible bigot, but at least you know, I grew up in North Carolina, so the public opinion on transsexual people is not what you would consider to be rosy. It's not like people are like they deserve rights; they should get married. Well, it they was, were in a topic of discussion. weren't even a topic of, dis- of discussion, but the but now you know people are realizing, oh, shit, man, I don't know if I have to be uh, physically what my genetics are saying I have to be. And uh, so they go through this, the, th- what, the thing Bruce Jenner is going through. They take hormone replacement therapy. I guess they get their, their penis cut off and they get a vagina. Uh, and I don't th- think they like to have you phrase it like that. How do you phrase it? Um, they get reconstructed. Well, the, yeah. Okay. Well, that's scary. Imagine sitting in when you're in your Uber and the guy in the back seat says, do you want to get reconstructed tonight? I honestly think that there's going to come a point in time where they're going to be able to change you into anything. That's it. Anything. Male, female, you will go back and forth from male to female. Yeah. I mean, it might be a thousand years from now, but well, it's coming. It's coming sooner than that, at least in VR space because of the, oh. you know, the... um. I, I was just at this fucking crazy uh, virtual reality gathering downtown because I'm pals with this guy, Johnny Ross, who puts them on. They had everything there, everything there. All the new high-tech stuff was there. They had the new Valve VR prototype, which is this makes my Oculus Rift look like shit. But one of the things they had, which was so incredible, was uh, software that scans your face and then turns that into the mask of some other thing. So if you're playing a video game... Your theoretically, your face would be sort of being scanned, and what it would look completely different. The expressions you were making in the real world would translate into the avatar, and that's pretty badass, man. To be able to play an online role-playing game with avatars that are making real human facial expressions, and that's just one function of it. Uh, but doesn't that freak you out? I love it. Does I, it give you any pause? It used to. Do you to. just go, what the fuck are we doing? It used to. Really? Not anymore, man. What I, happened? I lifted my, I took Timothy Leary's advice. What was it? Lift up your legs and float downstream. <laughs> Don't worry. Stop freaking out. Don't, there's nothing, number one, you're not stopping it. No, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what plan you have. It doesn't, you ain't stopping it. Elon Musk could take his clothes off, climb on the top of the Empire State Building, and hold a banner that says AI is going to destroy all humanity and nobody would pay attention. Because you're talking about something that seems to be more of a something deeper than just human innovation. It seems to be something like more of a, a kind of momentum, an inexorable momentum in the direction of us 
us having 100% control over the way we express ourselves and the things we create and, and not being limited by our current meat bodies in any way at all. That's where it's headed. And that's just one little piece of it. It's not going to stop. In fact, this is the last age. Everyone should just, you know, go outside and look around and enjoy a world where people aren't wearing visors and a world where all the clouds of data surrounding you aren't being uh, visualized in a variety of ways that have been uh, created by programmers. Because that's what we're looking at. Just the entire universe animated with information in real time and people, people's faces being whatever they want it to be people's bodies being whatever they want it to be I, I think it goes past that i think whatever you are as a human being you're going to eventually accept as being a digital form because it's going to be more exciting than the flesh they're yeah. going to get to a point where it's going to be better the idea of you downloading your brain to a computer right now is horrific like oh my god why would i want to do that right but the idea if they can get your con and then biologists say it's impossible but i just think it's impossible now but if they can get whatever your consciousness is, they can get a digital image of that, yep. an absolute 3D, every molecule in exactly the right place, digital image of you, and they can convert this into an artificial body, and instantaneously you'll be conscious and aware. Yeah. That one's going to shut off. This one's going to shut on. Click, click. Here we go, Duncan. How are you? Great. Oh, my God. I'm immortal. <laughs> I... I'm immortal. Yeah. You'll be a digital voice. Yeah. You'll be a great voice. It'll be a great voice. You'll have. What? Yeah. It'll be great. It's like, it's one, it's wonderful. What's, what's happening is wonderful, but it's, it is scary for a lot of people, but man, just, just the, the we have so many restrictions on us that are based on our biology mm -hmm. that we, humanity has just grown to accept you. If you, you accept growing old, you accept uh, whatever your particular physical disabilities or talents have to be, the idea that these could be enhanced in such profound ways with exoskeletons or with some kind of new uh, cybernetic red blood cells, uh, it's, it's crazy, but it really does mirror a video game. You know, in a video game when a, the character levels up, uh -huh. And it becomes a whole new game. The game gets interesting again. Right, right. That's what's about to happen to our species. Like, our species is about to level up. It's about to become an entirely new thing. And it's a, it's a few specific technologies that are all converging, uh, that are forming this thing. And, and those technologies are 3D printing, robotics and AI, um, uh, the legalization of psychedelics, uh, and farm, psychopharmacology uh, that's happening right now, the exploration into psychedelics and uh, all forms of life extension therapy. And all of these things are, are they're meeting. They're all going to meet. They're all growing together. They're all appendages that are growing out of this sentient life form that seems to be that we seem to be headed towards uh, on our temporal spaceship that we call planet Earth. And the appendages are sort of, right now we're beginning to see the first budding growths of them and the rudimentary VR, the rudimentary AI, or the rudimentary 3D printing. But the idea that you can go into an artificial, in uh, into a virtual space created by an artificial intelligence that is a 
replication of something that you have stored in your memory that's been downloaded and scanned so that you could go and live inside a memory in 3D space and then within that memory have some piece of it printed out in a 3D printer. You know what I mean? Like, holy shit, I'm hanging out at my grandmother's house when I was six because they were able to scan my memories and trans-digitize it and put it in VR space. Oh, look, there's that uh, pendant that my grandmother liked. Uh, computer, print that out, and then boom, now you've got a 3D representation of something inside your memories. Oh, my God. Think of that. Where are we going to put it all? Put People the- will just fill the world up with 3D images yeah. of their memories. We'll be just clutter. That would be the new clutter. 3D images of your past. Junkyards filled with old grandma pendants. You'd go out to a field. What is this What is this apartment doing here? This is the apartment where I grew up. I rebuilt it out here in the field. See that mattress? I came on that mattress. That's my cum. I reprinted it with the 3D printer. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're looking at, man. That's what you're looking at. You are looking at... Um, now, I, I, now, the memory downloading stuff, I don't know of any kind of... I don't. That's uh, that's. I think that's a little bit of a stretch. I don't know exactly where we're headed with that with that stuff, but I do know that they're learning a lot about memory. I just heard that they have. They think that they figured out a way to restore memory in people with Alzheimer's disease using some kind of like sonic technology to uh, to to remove the plaque that's in there and the memories come back. Mm. So we're learning about memories, and the more we learn about memories, and the more we learn about what you were talking about, which is this hyper-realistic, detailed, super-ultra HD scan of the human brain, then if that is possible to recreate consciousness, then it makes sense that you would also be able to recreate the memories encoded inside the neurology that you're duplicating. I think that's where I was getting at when I was talking about this idea that we are we're we're in this weird space right now where this is all happening where we're like caterpillars that are giving birth to a butterfly or be transforming into a butterfly yeah and it's all happening right in front of us that's why these violent acts are so repulsive today yeah i mean i think they were always repulsive but now they seem particularly repulsive because you're like god we have look what's going on look how much crazy shit is going on if we're still having religious murders yeah all this is going on yeah so it's there's this weird sort of disruption in the potential of of the situation. That's right. And this weird disruption is like being met with more more people are looking at these disruptions now than ever before. And you're getting extremes on that end. I think you and I are kind of moderate in our progressiveness. Right. And we're both like totally pro-gay marriage, totally pro-abortion uh, rights. Please do whatever the fuck you want to do as long as you're not harming other people. Right. But be responsible for your actions too. And I think m- more, more and more people are, at least in my opinion, what I'm running into, kind and aware than I think ever in my yes. lifetime. More people are kind and aware. That's and right. more people are also aware of like the benefit of being kind. That's right. But along the way, you're going to have extremes on both sides. You're going to have extreme religious crazy fucking people. You're going to have extreme left-wing lunatics. You're yeah. going to have all sorts of people. Like Chris Ryan said it best. He was like, they're a fascist wearing hippie clothes. Right. They're wearing a hippie outfit. Yep. And there's, there's that too. But what, it, what we're learning from all this is that we know more about what's going on and we know more about where we're headed 
than we've ever known before, but yet we're still completely in the dark as to where this thing could go. That's right. We don't know where it could go, but we are the midwives of the thing. And yeah. that's the frustration is here we are. All of us are, are either via our attention or some people like Rick Doblin and, and the, the work they're actually doing or, or Kurzweil or Musk or any of the luminaries who are ac- actively transforming society with their technological innovation. These are midwives and they're, they're drawing this thing out. They're letting this thing be born. And while they're letting this thing be born and what is being born is you can call it whatever you want. You can call it a renaissance. You can call it the techno messiah. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But this thing being born has not existed as far as we're aware on this planet. And if it did, it was before one of those meteor impacts you talk about sometime. But here we are delivering this thing. And in the fucking delivery room, in this incredible period in human history where we're looking at complete control over our genetics, solving some of the world's greatest problems, solving, like, curing diseases uh, that we thought we never could cure, there's, like, assholes throwing firecrackers in the fucking delivery room, yapping about some invisible, angry guy that uh, that hates gay people. And that's really frustrating, because you're, you, you're witnessing uh, the, the most radical form of violence which is not just violence human to human but violence in the sense of trying to destroy the potentiality of our species by clinging to an antiquated and ridiculous notion of what god looks like and that's if there is anything more violent than that i can't imagine what it could be no it's the it's the most archaic of all beliefs the most archaic of all beliefs is this magic man that you've never met wants you to kill people who don't believe in him. Yes. That, that's bananas. And this is, this is one of those things that's just been around for long enough to get traction and it's become a normal part of life. But if you tried to introduce it today, if most people lived a secular life and you tried to introduce radical Christianity right today. Yes. It would be one of the most ridiculous conversations you could ever have with people. They would be, the, the news would report on it. Right. They, would be like, they would talk about the effort. This strange new cult has come to town that yeah. wants you to believe that uh, you were born from original sin and that there's a man who died. They had to hammer him together. He was a son of God. They had to hammer him to some wood. Otherwise, they couldn't fix the whole thing. There's no other way to do it. And uh, they, they wrote this stuff down back then, and we just passed it down from generation to generation, and then this is God's word, and that's that. Sounds like something, if it didn't exist, like if you were on the bus with someone and they started saying it, you'd switch seats because you're like, shit, man, I sat next to the fucking <laughs> crazy person. What, what was it? What? What do you think the original Bible was? The original Bible, man, I think it was a, a transmission that was prepping the way for this thing that's coming. I, I think it was a, one of the many, in the same way you've got Elon Musk, in the same way you've got luminaries now, I think back then you had luminaries who were looking around at a world where people were... Barbaric. Get barbaric and getting crucified, and they were like, okay, you know, look what they had to work with, man. You have to start with like, hold on, maybe... love your enemy as you love yourself or these ideas that are unifying these ideas that could create real peace because you need the peace if you are looking at what's coming as the formation of a baby then whatever early religion is propagating any kind of 
diminishment in war, any kind of, or even the attempt to reduce violence, then you're looking at this, it's kind of like trying to create the pod within which this thing can grow. Because we need peace, we need stability in whatever way we can get, get to. Now, I'm not saying that the creators of the bio of the new testament the the gospels were like shit man we better come up with this ridiculous idea so that there can be robots in the future <laughs> but i think that's but yeah but that is it's all the process right it's part of the process which is why it's so ironic that the people saying there's an invisible god who wants them to kill other people uh they're while they're doing all this the actual god is in the birthing process in the laboratories and universities and uh, think tanks of the, of the planet. It's oozing through the human imagination and manifesting as all these high-tech technologies that, are, that have, as one of their byproducts, the tendency to heal. You're talking about people 3D printing their fucking artificial limbs now? Think yeah. about that, man. That used to be so hard to get an, an artificial limb. It's so expensive. Like, now you could just print it out. If that's, what did Jesus do? He went around healing people, and you're seeing the very same thing. Cancer is like the the the, the uh, pro- cancer prognosis, at least in a lot of cases, is much better than it ever has been. Not to mention the treatment of all the varieties of, of maladies that we have. I'm not like saying Western medicine is the ultimate thing, but it is helping people live longer and healing people, and it and it it, it can be a very beautiful force. Uh, it, it also is an incredibly destructive force too, but it has a lot of wonderful byproducts. So I think that it's incredibly ironic that those folks can't see that they're, they're looking for a God that was invented when the actual God is right in front of them uh, in, in all the high tech shit that we see scattered around this planet. Well, it exists in the universe wanting us to create it. Whatever the fuck is inside of people that makes us want to breed and make buildings and keep pushing forward, it's also the same thing that gives us almost universally a desire for better shit all the time. Yeah. Almost universally. People are starting to be so entrenched into this idea of technological innovation that all the new shit, they're, they're up on it. They're talking about it. You hear what's going on? Yeah, Master's uh, creating a new laptop. Master's going to get us a 15-inch yeah. with a uh, visual optical drive. It reads your retina and yeah. plays a... We're all like master has us master is the machine that makes stuff master. Yeah, that's master master is the machine that makes stuff and the more of a baller you are the more stuff Look at my right. stuff. I got right. all this stuff and this idea that that's success and that's based on not happiness No, not the amount of positive interactions you have between yeah. loved ones. Nope, nope, not that. No. What, what how much shit you got? How That's many right. zeros and ones? How much of a boost are you giving to this system that's trying to give birth to an artificial intelligence yeah that's how true. much how much money how much money how much houses how much yeah. buy 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 do yeah. you demand the best you demand the best we can re-engineer it we can make it better let's make yeah. a better model for mr jones mr jones wants the, the model that floats let's make the model with hoverboard yeah and before you know it it's going further and further and further and further almost all of it fueled by this desire for shit materialism market pressures as it's called and it but and it's cool to know that that's what's manifesting the thing is not it's cool to recognize that the whatever the womb of technology is it's it's using everything it's using greed it's using 
altruism. It's using uh, creativity. It's using every little bit of nutrients that's floating around our paradigm as being absorbed into this being. And, you know, sometimes like bees, right? Bees, they're working fucking hard, right? Mm-hmm. They're out there uh, getting pollen. Uh, and I know this is dumb because they. Pro- I don't know how a bee might think, but I bet that the bee isn't thinking fuck, man, I've got to get more pollen for the fucking hive. i got to do this, man. i got to work really hard. I think it's thinking, God, flowers feel so good to roll around inside of. I just love rolling around inside of flowers. And I think in the same way, humans, when they're doing all these things uh, that seem like recreation and leisure and hedonism, they don't realize it, but they're they're building the machine too. Mm -hmm. They're building the machine by their desire for more heightened levels of hedonism, for heightened levels of sense gratification, for heightened ability to express themselves or to bring what's in their mind out into the world. They're all worker bees that are helping to push forward the uh, birth of, of, of whatever this thing is that is currently fermenting in the womb of time. We're giving birth to a, a, a new thing. I think it's going to be a life form, but it's just not going to be a life form like the way we see life forms. We, we have a very rigid idea of life forms. And our life forms have to be alive. They have to have sex. They have to breed. Somehow or another, they have to replicate genetics through biological methods only. That's yes. it. And that's it. And then you have to have blood and bone or sure. something really similar that we can map out and show the difference, like a slug. Like right. what exactly does a slug have? It's got some weird skin thing. There's no bones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But that's alive too. I get it. And this is going to be a new thing. This is going to be a new thing. You yeah. Know? And along the way... We're going to have some fucking bumps in the road. It's going to be real weird. There's going to be some bumps, man. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some serious fucking bumps. No way around it. You ever, you know, one of Terrence, I saw this great McKenna YouTube video. Forgive me. Every time I come on your show, I blab about him. But God, man, he gives this great description of what's happening as we approach this event. He compares it to... Uh, like a uh, an airplane accelerating and the more you accelerate the more turbulence you get and so that's the that as we like sort of exit the whatever the atmosphere is of the current time period that we're existing in and move into this next place that they're calling the singularity there's going to be some turbulence there's going to be some bump some serious fucking bumps man but uh there's going to be bumps no matter what if we don't do this, there's going to be bumps. If every scientist on Earth was like, you know what? Let's not work on AI. Let's not try to harness this power. Let's keep technology exactly where it is right now. Oh, we're fucked. We're fucked. Then we're super fucked. Oh, then we're just doomed. Like if all technology stopped advancing right now. How would we be fucked? Because the problems that are emerging right now are so fucking severe that... The idea that human, a human being or human intelligence is going to be able to solve a lot of them is uh, that's an optimistic idea. We're looking at ice caps fucking melting. We're looking at people all over the world uh, just out of control humping like people. Are, they're just they're just they're they're they are filling up pussies with babies left and right it's happening everywhere no one's thinking about it man one year of water in california one year of water in california apparently one year of water whatever that means guaranteed right now there's 
50,000 people in California with their sprinklers on full blast, watching their sweet green yard. They know there's one year of water left in California. They're like, whatever. Whatever. Here's the big one. Golf courses. Oh, yeah. Those fucking golf courses. I don't play golf. If I did, I'm sure I'd be sympathetic. And I'd be like, look, I'm paying my money. I want my fucking water. That's right. Can they water the golf with the ocean? No. Too salty, right? No, they can use reclaimed water. Water the golf. <laughs> so much I know about golf. Water, water the, the golf. golf course. Course. Can they do that with salt water? I, I think salt water is going to fuck up grass. I think you need yeah. some nice, pure, clean water. But I think that you can use reclaimed water. I mean, I'm sure there's solutions. But, you know, th- my point is we've got some serious uh, difficulties facing us. And... Um, a lot of the stuff that we need to fix some of these problems is that technology doesn't quite exist yet, but we do know that it's coming based on the very predictable acceleration that's happening um, that they call a Moore's Law. So we know, okay, well, we, we can kind of guesstimate how fast computers are going to be in 10 years based on that concept, and we can look at the problems that simulators currently are capable of solving uh, what what kind of problems can a simulator that has the power of every human brain on the planet solve? If you ask that, uh, how to deal with the ice caps melting or overpopulation or uh, some disease running rampant, what would you think would be move number one? What would you, like if you if you wanted to deal with any of those issues? I would think clean up the ocean is probably one of the first ones, right? Ch- stop chopping down the forest clean up the oceans yeah those are two huge huge ones right that's like a kid who like wants to go play outside but you have shit all over your bedroom walls yeah you just shit on your walls like what are you doing you got no you got to clean this up you fuck you can't just keep going that's right we've made this big mess of the ocean and the and everybody's like ah i didn't do it i didn't do it yeah nobody wants to say they did it like nobody wants to look at that huge fucking patch of garbage that's floating around the pacific ocean that all these scientists are terrified of right nobody wants to like look at that and go hey 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 okay we did a little bit you did a little bit let's chip in we got to do this we got to fix this first like nobody wants to do that well nobody wants i mean the problem is nobody wants to uh do i mean when i say nobody i want to say no governments want to do that well no i mean fuck that how about no people want to well i mean i think people want to yeah but there's a lot of people that are super concerned they just i don't think they have the funds or the the, maybe the the means i don't know if there's a a physical capability that's what we need that see that's part of what technology can do is it can connect people i mean look at it how great it is at raising money money look at how powerful it is when it comes to any kind of goal that you want as a society just what you were saying is like a lot of us are so brainwashed that we think well i hope the government handles this problem but the governments aren't the ones who are going to be transforming the earth it's going to be the super connected citizens who are using technology to manifest their will and in hopefully positive ways yeah, there's gotta be, there's there's gotta be no way, in the next five years to put a lid on this thing. Oh, on on the on the on the spread of technology. Oh fuck no, you can't stop it. I mean that's ridiculous. I mean there's everyone might as well just give up the idea that that that, that in some way this thing is is being stopped, and everyone just has to uh, accept the fact that this stuff is coming, and also accept the fact that. Uh, the world is a fuckload better than a lot of people think, and that's big. And that's a big 
big shift that needs to happen. I mean, I think, you know, even as we figure out how to deal with the oceans or any great problem facing us, there also needs to be a deep and uh, prolonged inner uh, work that people need to be having with themselves because we are amygdalas are going fucking nuts right now. Have you seen this? Oh, wow. Have you seen this? No. This is a new robot. Look at this. You want to shit your pants? You're going to shit your pants. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that gal. Yeah, I've seen that it's, one. It's like a Japanese new robot that they've created. Yeah. It's a woman, and it will blow your fucking mind. You yeah. think you're being taken. It'll do more than blow your mind, Joe. Oh, you rascal. <laughs> I know what you were saying. It's um, the craziest looking robot I have ever seen in my life. It it's is, very realistic. It's so realistic. Hyper-realistic. The, the YouTube video is titled, Very Real Looking Robot. And it's one of those um, it's one of those breakthroughs where you look at it and you just go, oh wow, I didn't know they were that far. Right. Well, I didn't know they had got that far. And and you know, man, it's like that. That's that's fucking cool. And that that's a, that's an amazing amazing thing. Uh, and that's nothing compared. And you know that humanoid robot thing that everyone sort of we envision is what it is. Right. That's really like just one little piece of of, of what we've got coming down the pipes. Um, and it's, the other interesting thing to think about is those uh, beings, the robots, are going to be vessels within which the AI will exist because the AI is going to exist in the cloud. So what's really curious is that we will have this new kind of wind blowing through the world. It's the wind of the cloud of all the all the data that has now become personified or personalized by some artificial intelligence and that data whenever it wants to will be able to pop into open uh portals uh which will be robots so robots are cars for artificial intelligence and artificial intelligence isn't going to be localized inside the robot that's what we all think you know you you go to the robot and you like ask it the right question its eyes bulge out and smoke comes out and you beat the (laughs) robot that's not how it works at all the robot. <laughs> the that's the fucking image. Yeah, that's the image. That's from a Bugs Bunny cartoon or something? Yeah, it's from Star Trek. You're like, can God make a rock so big he can't move it? And the robot, like, pow, it explodes. Really? That was Star Trek? Well, th- that wasn't the question, but there are... The idea is you can malfunction <laughs> a, an AI if you ask it the right question. That's the perfect one. If God Could God make a rock so big that even he couldn't move it? Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. It's it's like the... It, robot can't handle that Can't shit. handle it. Gonna pop. <laughs> That's what we think. That's how you fight these things. <laughs> but the sh- with riddles. Riddle. <laughs> fight the robot with a riddle. Yeah. Oh. But 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 it, there's you see you're you're talking about this uh it's it's very similar to a lot of mystical conceptualizations of the way human life is, which is that human beings are antennas for a transcendent intelligence that tunes into the specific genetic code that is inside of every person. That unique code is like a radio station that the uh, vast, supernatural, undiscovered, transcendent cloud of consciousness that they used to call God tunes into or is channeled through. It's the same idea with robots. The idea will be there will be this AI existing in the cloud that whenever it wants to will be able to pop into a, a, a machine. What's that sound? Is that a car alarm? It's weird. It's coming through. The, you hear you it? You hear it in the headphones. It sounds... Yeah. 
freaking me out. Jesus, Jamie. What could it be? Maybe it's the toilet overflowing. There's a, a car alarm going off. Hopefully it's not yours. I don't think my car The government, it. man. They don't want us to talk about this. They love it. The government loves this. You know, <laughs> they do. The military loves this shit. That's one of the, that's one of the engines pushing this thing. Next door's alarm going off? Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, do you think do you think there's a, a really a conscious effort? Like people love what's going on, like they actually enjoy it, or do you think that it's just this inevitable thing that people are trying to profit off of in one way or another, be a part of it, benefit from, just ride this wave, just stay on the board as long as you can? Do you think it's more of that than it is like they love it because it's good for business? Like that's how we would like to look at the government. Yeah. They love chaos. They love war. No. They profit off of it. It's no. good for business. Uh, God, if only it were that easy. It's <laughs> it's just not that easy, man. There, you know, when I I just interviewed Doblin and he's talking about you know going into the Pentagon to talk about using MDMA to treat PTSD with these high level people, and they're not like you hippie druggy. They're like. Oh, okay. I think we understand what you're saying, and that's kind of stunning when you realize that this that that that, that you can't demonize all facets of, of the government. There are people in parts of the government that must be inc- awful, nefarious, greedy fucks. But also in there, there's great people who really want the world to be better. And to think that just because you end up with a government job therefore means you're evil is the most ridiculous stupid idea of all time it doesn't it's a lot of people man they actually want to they're not like us like we're comedians we enjoy telling jokes and we have a podcast and i think we both have our own desire to like help the world but some people they want to help the world so fucking bad that through high school they volunteer they get out of high school go to fucking college join the peace corps and they give their entire lives up making very little money to try to help people and those people sometimes they get into the military and sometimes they get into the government because they see that as the most efficient obvious way of helping the world and so yeah we can't do the whole black and white thing anymore but some of those people are not oh let's have ai some of those people are just like us they're like Holy shit. This is incredible. Let's fund this and see where we can take it. Let's see what we can do with it. Everyone's like that. Well, that not that best case scenario is that our government actually becomes cool? Is that the internet sort of forces only cool people into office and our yes. government becomes something we can all tolerate? Yeah, I that's mean, that a would dream. be the ultimate thing. I mean, this, the structure itself is really only a problem when enough corruption exists to capitalize on the holes in the system. Yeah. Like the, 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 the being influenced by big money corporations that twist policy to suit their needs so they could profit. All that stuff's the problem. Like yes. If, but the system itself is not the worst system in the world. No. Nope. It's, not, it's not awful if everybody was cool. You know, if you had an entire system, you know, of, uh, think of a very nice person. Who's your favorite person? Who's, uh, like, who's like one of the sweetest, most intelligent? Pr- How about DJ Doug Pound? DJ Doug Pound. DJ Doug Pound's cool as fuck, smart as hell. One of the coolest people on okay. earth. Um, if he was in a position of uh, mayor or governor or, you know, senator, if the whole system was built of, with guys like that. It'd be the coolest. It'd be the greatest thing ever. Weirdest. It would be most fantastic. beautiful world ever. Every congressman 
DJ Doug Pound. That'd be amazing. That kind of guy. That kind of guy. The kind of guy who's not trying to fuck you over, just wants to have fun with his friends, is very creative, very intelligent, and very considerate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's possible, man. That's fucking possible. We just don't think it's possible because these wolves have been in office for so long. Right. Snapping at each other's heels. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping the, all the competitors at bay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're wolfing it out. Right. Big corporations are stuffing their wolf assholes. Yeah. Picking up their wolf tail and they're just packing money <laughs> in their wolf assholes and sending them out there <laughs> to do their bidding. Yeah. That's what they become. They become these fucking dogs. Yeah. These monsters that are just at the very tip of this hill that we're chasing them up yeah. with sticks, pointy sticks. Like, and they, they realize if they're gone, if like all that criminal corrupt bullshit that we think of when we think of the worst aspects of government, if all that shit goes away, then you know what we're left with? DJ Doug Pounds. Okay? Yeah. Just cool, smart people yeah. that make rational choices and aren't going to give in to greed. Holy and shit. The, and here's the other thing, man. It shouldn't be a full-time job. Okay, right. it should be something that you contribute to every now and again. And people try to do our best. Like we all take turns running the government. Like right. everybody gets a week, you know, and it's a fucking very, you know, it's a, it's a very prestigious job. Everybody gets very excited about the possibility of representing our country for a week. Right. And you go there and you do your best to do the will of the people. You make rational choices. You all yeah. try to talk it through. And everybody knows it's very possible one day you're going to get called, man. You're going to get called right. and they're going to ask you to be the president for a week. And you've got to step in because you're a fucking American and that's what we do. Yeah. And they go, Duncan Trussell, you are our president for the week. And you'll go on yes. TV and you go, I am so not prepared. But I, I promise, as an American, I am going to do my best to do what's right, to do what's ethical, and to do what benefits the greater humanity of the world. And, and I'm going to do it day after tomorrow because I procrastinate everything. But uh, my trainer's coming over and I have to beat <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> but if that was like what happened, like everybody got to be the president for a week, everybody be, had to. It'd be amazing. Like I jury mean, duty. It's a, it's a. What you're talking about is a beautiful idea, and and I think that it's possible. I think it, that's another crazy thing about this time we're in is it's possible when people hear that, yeah. you know. And obviously, you're, you're you're we're not talking about that literally, but with ideas like when people hear what you're saying, any kind of optimism right now in general in the world is met. With a pretty severe eye roll, like, come on, do I really think you can clear out those wolves? We're talking about a fucking government that is bought and sold. It is controlled by the prison industrial complex. It is controlled by big pharma. It is controlled by the military industrial complex. These people, their pockets are loaded with so much fucking dough, and they have been so conditioned by a game that dehumanizes people to the point where they no longer see giant swaths of humans in other countries as people it is important to realize that these wolves that you're talking about we're talking about a different species here friend if you look at like what's going on in the uk with these organized pedophile rings that seem to consist of people in the highest level of government i can't remember who it was one of the investigators said it seems to be built into the system in some way what yeah look it up it's scary fucking shit man <laughs> That's insane. So when you look at- I had avoided that stuff because it bums me out when I saw those, those stories, but that's what they're saying? That's what they're saying. But here's the difference. Here's the difference. And that's horrifying to imagine because, you know, this, we hear it, it's so funny too, with, hear it with the UK government and people are like, what? But now you hear about a, a priest doing it and people are like, yeah, that just happens. It's like, you're looking at, an, you know, an organized system that has as part of the destructive 
result that it reaps on the planet, also psychically wounding children in the worst way possible. So this is a, uh, I think that, that the, the reason that that isn't as grim and horrible as it sounds is because the difference today, as opposed to 30 years ago, is that we get to say it in front of however many zillions of people listen to your podcast, and it, that info instantly travels around the world. 30 years ago, if you think that if there truly is an organized group of pedophiles that have as their membership high-ranking government officials, not just probably in the UK, but in the United States too, if that really does exist, it didn't just start today or last week or two years ago. That's been around for a long, long time. So the difference between back then and now is that shit is getting everywhere it's uh, everyone on planet earth is aware of this investigation you can't get that genie back in the bottle even though i think a lot of people are trying they're saying that the whistleblowers for for this uh, are not going to have immunity that's one thing that the government has said if you're a whistleblower for this weird ring of pedophiles no immunity you're going to jail too so they're like squelching there seems to be an element that is trying to push this shit down of course because if it's true that there that some speculate that even members of the royal family could be involved in this shit so yeah look it up you should it's a deep dark david lynch level twin peaks shit coaster but the 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 Oh, that might be one of the best descriptions ever. <laughs> Say that again. A deep, dark David Lynch level shit coaster. <laughs> Twin oh. Peak style worms deep oh. in the ground. This is, but but the positive thing is they're getting exposed in yeah. a way that they could never have been exposed before. So yeah, I, I think that that. that any kind of darkness that is existing on the world, it's very good to use the example of wolves being driven up a hill with mm-hmm. torches. It's just in this case, the torches are Edward, the torchbearers are Edward Snowden, Julian Assange, all the whistleblowers who have the fucking guts to reveal and illuminate this probably um, pretty built in old system of humans that have. Victimized children. Victimized children and the world and the planet and seem to take a lot of pleasure from victimizing other human beings. It's there. It might be a secret religion. Who knows? Do you think that the reason why this stuff exists more in the older countries, the reason why this this system might be in place in somewhere like the UK, I mean, this is horrible reality like that jimmy seville guy that guy that was the uh, presenter on television yes. that it turned out was uh, some crazy pedophile yes the, the, these guys that are in this country i mean england is an amazing country right london's fantastic but one of the weirdest things about london when you're walking around is you see the age of things and it makes you as an american feel like god my country's a baby yeah like this country's been around for a thousand fucking years but does it not have the echoes of those old people? Yes. Just like we talked about before, the echoes of savages. Yes. Does it not have that? Sure. And don't you think that the best case of escaping that is almost like, like literally escaping the, the physical space of that country. Absolutely. And, getting at, and the people that are trapped there, it might take them longer to shake that shit out. 
Yeah, well, and you're especially like if you look at the epigenetic research coming out, the idea that uh, phobias get passed down genetically from one generation to the next, then you're also kind of looking at it's a really curious thing. And this is pure woo woo hippie ramble. So I get it. Everybody out there is going to tweet something how wrong this is. But uh, that if like I was thinking like these countries where war has been going on forever, mm-hmm. if epigenetics, if what they're saying about epigenetics is correct and that phobias get passed down through somehow chromosomally, then if there's a place where war has been happening long enough, then there is the potential that encoded genetically into the people who've been living there is like all the phobias and fears and terror that comes from living in a war zone mm. for hundreds and hundreds of years that like it's the it's inside of them somehow it's like made its way inside of them it's a really scary thing to think it and and that the the uh, the problem that we are experiencing is not just our own inner turmoil that comes from all the loss and catastrophe that is inevitable in human life, but that we're also dealing with all the turmoil and catastrophe of our ancestors. And that, you know, the United States, it's been, you know, our wars are happening elsewhere. That's one of the spoiled brat aspects of our warlike country is that we don't experience what it's like to hear the hum of a drone and the suddenly have the incineration of a landmark that we have grown up around. We'll, we haven't experienced that. That's why the motto of the Weather Underground, that terrorist organization that was trying to homeland terror organization that was trying to protest Vietnam, their motto was bring the war back home. They wanted to blow up buildings in the United States to demonstrate to people, this is what it looks like when bombs go off. We're doing that there. So if this epigenetic shit is correct, a lot of people living in the United States, they're not going to have the same kind of phobias uh, in their chromosomes that people living in countries that have been exposed to war for hundreds of years would have. Yeah, there's no getting around it, right? No getting around If, if, if you look uh, at like bees, like you look at a bee that makes a beehive, um, we were talking about bees earlier today. Like, what it would it be like to be a bee, right? It might be some beautiful thing. Yeah. Where was where's the bee getting the information to build that hive? Why are they all doing the exact same thing? Right. How do they figure out that they're supposed to go get the nectar and then they're covered with pollen and then they fly over to the other flower? Right. Like, is that encoded in them somehow? It must be if they can't communicate. I think they're it's all a, doing it. I think it's a it's a, a there it's a it's a frequency. That their structure is tuning into. Like if you saw a remote control car, a tiny little remote control car, zipping around on the table, and it was like avoiding obstacles and going to exactly where it would go. If you were like, let me look inside the car to find the way that it's able to figure all this shit out, you would be missing what was really happening, which is that the car is tuning into a frequency that is, you know, the directing it so you listen i mean again no it's a totally fascinating concept and it might totally be right i mean think about how many different bugs exhibit the exact same behavior all of them all over the world they have their own little groups they exhibit the same behavior they know how to build these these leaf cutter ants they build these gigantic compounds yeah dig holes They, they create little areas where like leaves ferment you know, like it's it's a bizarre, complicated thing they figured out how to all yeah. do. Like it's not so out of the question to think that they're getting that from the sky or they're getting that from some 
some frequency they have a channel they can tune it in and we can't well it's and you get into like you know dim- dimensional stuff where it's like okay if it's epigenetics and if information is being transferred not just in writing uh, and not just in the teachings of the parents to the kids, but chromosomally, then that means that every living entity is the very tip of a temporal appendage that stretches all the way back to the Big Bang. So it's not just an ant, it's the end of the genetic line of that particular ant's family tree that goes all the way back through time and it's transferring information via uh, chromosomes so this is a creature you're looking at the very tip of a it's like what um douglas adams said about mice in hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy that mice were actually the very tip of a the appendages of a super intelligent creature that likes to study scientists Uh, uh, that's beautiful it's so cool man uh, but but in the same way it's like every yeah. single one of us is just this, the tip of this temporal appendage erupting into this fucking dimension and that uh, connected to us theoretically by the way don't ever fucking show a, uh, some of my stone or one internet article on epigenetics or you won't suddenly become a doctor of epigenetics and won't shut up about it so i'm sorry but if that stuff is true man and memories are being transferred chromosomally then that means that we are the very end of a telephone wire that goes back through all our ancestors all the way down to proto-hominids and before that to whatever fucking shit we were in the beginning and that information is like zinging up through through time and is uh determining possibly determining what we like and what we don't like it totally makes sense i mean this is the most recent civilization in modern uh modern world is america and this is the most recent version of it california this is like everybody got they landed on the east coast and they went fuck this and they kept going right and the really crazy fuckers made it all the way over to here this right. is like the latest version if you right. go back the furthest go back the furthest you're in africa right you're in iraq yeah you know that's that's the so that so my assertion was always that that's those are the townies of the world right that's what that is like this is where the this is where the people started Everybody who's left is still believing shit that was written down on tablets because they never got a fresh influx of DNA. They're still dealing Mm -hmm. with the old operating system. They have Windows 95 on their machines, and they never got out. They never got out. They're still there. And and not only that, they're dealing with loss. They're dealing with massive loss, left and right. Massive more loss. than a million people dead over there. So the the, the 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 need for revenge is through the roof. The madness is through the roof. The loss of loved ones is all the chaos that comes along with that through the roof, which almost reinforces the old ways of thinking. That's it, man. It's less. It's less than new DNA. It's rekindling the most primal of DNA, the animal that wants to kill the other attacking animals. Yeah. That, yeah, you got to. I mean, listen, man. You, if you live in a country Ugh. where war is happening all the time, you got a lot to work with, man. There's a lot of uh, shit that you've seen and a lot of fear that you've seen that you've witnessed. And and you know, this is like this interview I did with Doblin was really cool. He's talking about how one of the folks that uh, helps out at Maps is uh, is like one of the Rockefeller descendants who, and I can't remember his name now, but who. Uh, is recognized that in these war-torn parts of the world, uh, if you really want to heal the the psychic damage that has been done to these people, it's going to require MDMA-assisted psychotherapy or some kind of psychotropic substance, 
where you could get in there and uh, help deal with these these traumatic memories that people have over there. That that has to be a part of reconstruction uh, is not just going and build, not just blowing a place up and then flying in and being like, all right, we'll help you build it back up, guys. Aren't we? We're fine now, right? Everybody's cool. It's <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we made you a water treatment plant. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. No, it's like you got to get in there and like, and not just there, everywhere. Like we got to get in there and we have to start, you know, doing a lot of inner work w- with ourselves so that we can, um, so that we're not going to fuck up once this, once uh, we hit a certain MPH when it comes to technological acceleration. You know, that's, that's the thing. There's two jobs, work on the self and then uh, do as much as you can to help in the world. You want to be the force of kindness. You want to be that wave of positivity that you're talking about because the hope is that the more that there, there is, the more it'll trickle to trickle uh, into, into the... As I'm saying this, I'm like, oh, no, God, no, but they're no, blowing no. people up, man. They're, they're, how do you fix that? You know, I just... Right. What's the solution? There's one part of me that's like, I know that if... I know that the combination of these technologies along with a shift towards the positive or the concerted effort by a certain number of people to turn their attention to the potentiality of our species can create an incredible change in the planet. And then there's another part of me that's like, no, friend, no. Nuclear proliferation, biological weapons. uh, There's no fucking way to like, there's no way to, uh, to stop it. Is that true, though? Because if we look at life right now, no nuclear war, no biological war, why would we think that that's inevitable? If we're smart enough to avoid that right now, with all the conflicts over mineral rights and oil in the fucking Antarctic region and the Soviet Union's planting flags and yeah. new, new spots near Greenland or wherever the fuck they are, yeah. we're still not blowing each other up. Like, why do we have to think that that shit's inevitable? If, if we're all on the same trend, if human beings are not tolerating this shit like overall that we did before if people are more aware of like, what, what we're talking about before yeah it's one of the reasons why it's so horrific when you see acts of violence today when you see someone blowing up a mosque today when you see someone gunning down people at a synagogue any crazy religious motivated yes. things especially innocent people that you don't even know but they were the wrong religion so you gunned them down like this is the worst representation of the human mindset right? yes when when you're seeing that and you're seeing the potential you're seeing this potential for oneness almost like a dmt trip you're almost seeing like a living breathing dmt trip right. that is around it is got these organic frustrated souls trapped in terrible scenarios right. without any of it being their doing Born in the Congo, born in Iraq during the war, yeah. born in Afghanistan, all, all the above, born yeah. in Vietnam during the Vietnam War. All this stuff is going on at the same time. Yeah. All this chaos and fucking outdated, crazy, monkey, havoc, yeah. murder, rampage, take body shit. Yeah. And all that's going on right when the electronic DMT trip is happening. Yes. All together at once and threaten each other so in, in in certain ways. That's right. Well, organisms. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's what it seems like, man. And then you, I mean, you know, you get into some really tricky terrain here because uh, you you gotta like. Well, isn't the, this race an organism? 
Well, yeah, I think I think it is. I think we're looking at a superorganism, all of humanity. Yeah. Superorganism has some form of schizophrenia. Superorganism, it's like a tree. And every single branch of the tree is a human being. And that tree that is all the some of the branches are fighting with each other. It doesn't know it's a tree yet. Right. It's And it's or another way to put it might be the tree is fighting over what kind of fruit to bear. The tree is fight, like part of the tree wants to bear uh, super like uh, radical Islamic fruit. (laughs) You know what I mean? It wants there to be, it wants people to get up early in the morning, pray to the east. It wants uh, women to wear burqas and it wants there to be that. Now that's an extreme version and I don't know how how uh, enormous that population is. Uh, Actually, you know, when I did a a one of my live podcasts, man, I asked if there was a Muslim in the audience and this guy was like, yeah, and I had him come on stage and talk about ISIS. And he's like, we fucking hate, we hate them. Like, that's not what it is at all. That's just the most extreme, ridiculous version of it. Um, and he was as sweet as could be, man. This guy was like the opposite of any thing that you would consider to be even mildly fucked up or dangerous. He like sang this like beautiful prayer. It didn't feel like he was secretly anything at all. It was a beautiful thing, man. It was really cool. Of course. So, of course. So, but, you know, there's a lot of people who say, no, 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 no. The whole fucking thing's fucked. That if we're really going to, like, make this a better planet, then more and more and more and more and more, we have to abandon these antiquated symbol structures. We have to turn our eyes away from our addiction to the past and like focus on the now. I don't agree with that. I think there's a lot of beauty to be harvested and all that stuff, but still, man, it's like, it's a complicated problem Mm. because what do we do when 3d printers meet DNA? What do we do when you can 3d print an Ebola virus? What do you do when you can, when that technology is accessible to anyone who wants it? Cause that's the problem is that, where everybody's going to have this level of power. And you really do just need two people. You want to, like, fuck up guns? You want to fuck up guns for everybody? What do you do? You start shooting people. Start shooting people. You want to fuck up, and inevitably, what happens? What happens? Someone will do it. If there's guns, inevitably, some fucking asshole who is either going to hallucinate a bird talking to him or just have a fucking uh, uh, chip on his shoulder about his boss is going to go into a fucking uh, place and shoot up a bunch of people. And that ruins it for all of us. Now, if you own a gun, some people will think you're a fucking asshole for no reason. Just because they don't understand that it's fun to blow up things at a firing range. Well, that's... <laughs> it's just fun. It has it nothing, uh, nothing else. I right. just like watching skeet explode from time to time. I have... There's, that's it. It doesn't indicate some darkness in my heart. It's fun to be outside. It's fun to watch shit blow up. It's fun to hear big booms. It's fun. So, uh, anyway, that's beside the point. The point is that's a gun, right? The fucking guns that are coming, man. The shit that's coming down the pipes. The fact that you're going to be able to have some Wetworks bio lab in your basement and harvest some kind of weird shit. Uh, the, the, the weaponry that's going to be accessible to people in the future is going to be way more powerful than what we have now. And that's the scary part. Don't you think that's kind of built into the system that in order for us to progress to this next level, the only thing that's holding us back is that there's going to be a certain amount of people that are left behind. 
So yeah. the idea is this system is almost insuring by providing almost everyone with the same technological capabilities to destroy the world that we all have to get it together. Like you have to force people to take care of all the fucked up spots. You yes. have to literally, we have to literally embrace the idea of us as a super organism. And any, any spot we see that's sick, we have to heal it immediately. We can't look at some cancerous thing and go, I'm not even going to get that checked out. What's cancerous? The worst aspects of Skid Row. Skid Row's cancerous. Skid right. Row is a, if you haven't been and you go to LA, you really should go through downtown and see Skid Row because it's shocking. It's, yes. a, it's, it's, it's one of the, the, the most densely packed representations of people with mental health issues, people despondent, drug addicts, all these, all jammed into this area and they're all living out of boxes. And it's like, it's one of those things where you just go, okay, what is, is anyone going to do anything? Like, what are they going to do? They're just going to yeah. put up f places to feed them? You know, is there a way to fix this? Is there a way to help these people? Is there a way, is there a way to get them medication? Do you need to get them counseling? Is, it, is there a way? Like, what can we do? Like, or is everybody just going to ignore that you have a cancer in the middle of your city? Yeah. Like, if you drive by that, that's a spot that's sick. Like, that spot's sick. That's, if that's us, if that's not us in our best versions of Duncan Trussell going hiking, yeah, we're going to Laurel Canyon. Da, 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 yeah. da, da. Hey, everybody, I'm drinking water. Yeah. I got a new trainer. Yeah. There's that, and then there's this. Yeah. You know, and you see, you see Skid Row. You go, okay, what, what the fuck is going on there? Well, what are you going to do with those people? The Congo. What are you going to do with India? What are you going to do with all parts? What do you mean India? Which part of India? Most of it. How about there's three times as many people and one third as much room as America? Right. And they're going to keep going too, right? They're going to keep sure. having sex with people? Yeah. And, 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 and oh, yeah. So that's a problem, man. It's crazy. So, but, and see the, but that's where you get into real interesting terrain, which is that, okay, because the thing that you're talking about, I'm pretty sure, going in and cleaning up the cancer. It's almost totally socialism. It might make Alex Jones' butthole suck so far inside of him that it would cause the singularity. Joe Rogan! Yeah, he would, he would be very upset. Clean up the cancer! What are you going to do? Put him in camps? What are you going to do? FEMA camps! Yeah, are you going to put him in FEMA? Because it is that, see, no, that... it's not that, though. It's, the, it's kind of the opposite. It's kind of figure out some way to give them... Huh, well, I mean, we would look at it like... If you look at Skid Row, how much money would it cost to clean up Skid Row? How much money would it cost to... Almost assign like a, a SWAT team of specialists that can like reintroduce homeless people back into society in, in a comfortable way and get them jobs, train them, and like have money. Like, but to, hold on a second. Sorry. How much money would that to cost? Would it be even what the Iraq War costs in a day? Right. I mean, you could fix. That's true. You could fix giant spots right. on Earth. Right. With with money and everybody's like, oh, you can't just throw money at the problem. It's our tax dollars. And I'm talking about the exact same tax dollars redistributed. That's cool. If you if you really don't like the government taking your tax dollars, I completely understand. I completely understand. But guess what? You don't have any choice now as to what they do with it. Right. Wouldn't you be happy if they took the same amount of money and they just put more of it towards that? More of it towards fixing up yes. all these fucked up neighborhoods where everybody's born into severe poverty. That's cool. That's a fucking cancer spot. And it, you could call me socialist because I kind of am with that. With that kind of stuff, I kind of am. I am with people that are trapped in bad circumstances. I am with babies. I am with children that grow up in horrible environments. I'm totally socialist. Yeah. I don't think those kids should have to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. No. I think there should be a way that we prevent these people that live in the worst 
spots in the world from from continuing with that horrible like state of living that horrible quality of life where you're you're getting sick all the time like Justin Wren who's a friend of mine from the UFC he used to fight in the UFC and now he's been working with the Congos and the pygmies and it, these pygmies in the Congos are like the sweetest people and he helps them. He gets a medication. We helped fund wells there. Wow. We, yeah. And we, we, we got people to donate money on Bitcoin and I matched the money and then wow. we bought wells. Oh, that's cool. Dude, it's, this guy's the coolest, but these, they, they, these people, they didn't ask to be born there, man. And they have these bulging stomachs because these little kids have all these parasites inside uh. of them and they have bad water. And it's one of the reasons why so many of them get sick. So this guy's going over there, man, and this guy is helping these people in a very tangible, very real sense. He's right there right. in that. And when, when, you, when you see that someone out there is like that, it's like it gives everybody like a little more hope. Yes. That's what we have to do. This, what we have to do is make sure that all those spots where there's people, all those spots where there's people, they get brought up. So like right. a normal way of living, yeah, like a normal way of living, medicine, education, food, we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. And all we have to do is just put different people in charge of getting all the money, right? Put just pro other people pro instead of war profiting. You just have like hope profiting. Yeah. Like th all, all these different organizations that, that people are like drawn to. And they want, like a guy like Justin Wren, drawn to. He has to go over there. Right. He spends six months over there. He gets malaria. He got fucking malaria. Fuck. Yeah, fuck. These people are out there, man. Yeah. They're out there. And then the idea is like, instead of those, instead of like recognizing those people are out there, recognize that they're out there and then become one of them. That's yeah. the next step. Become one. You know, it's like this guy Cornfield, uh, Jack Cornfield, this Buddhist teacher tells me about Buddhism. He says, we don't want you to be a Buddhist. We want you to be the Buddha. Don't be a fucking, don't, you, you want to become that. You, and anyone can. That's the other thing, man. You can instantaneously right now, uh, by calling the number on your screen, you can instantaneously right now, no doubt about it, within the next hour, regardless of your economic situation, give some percentage of what you have in a way that's probably barely going to affect your life to some cause that in mass would create what you're talking about. The healing beam, the transformation, the shift. It could easily be done. You could do it right this second. It's you could. And it could also be done with taxes. It could be. It can be. It needs to be both. It's not just taxes, because again, that goes back to the government. The government, 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 government. Right, but the government. At least we could look at the books. Private citizens to start open up companies and go over there and do charity work and wind up pocketing a lot of the money. Like it still hits us back at the core level. We got to figure out a way to eliminate greed and figure out a way to elevate people up to like a normal health status. That's like, right. Like modern living. That's right. If and they want to. But what if they don't want to? If they don't want, I mean, there's a lot of people that live in the jungle of Brazil. They're probably just like, fuck this, man. I like it right here. Or like the guy I passed next to the 7 Eleven yesterday who I saw shoot up with black tar heroin. He, I don't know if that, if like, I don't think that's going to like, I, if, I can't imagine what conversation in like some nice air conditioned dome I could have with that guy. That, but you know what? That's not fair. Who knows? What if you gave him my beginning? What if there was, or what if we developed like an actual, 
you know, super cure for addiction and you could like snap him out of it. Well, listen, man, I had a guy on my podcast today and he was really interesting. Dr. Andrew Hill. And uh, he's the guy who created this stuff. It's like a nootropic blend. It's called True Brain. Oh, cool. He's got like three different ones. You can try it if you want. That was good. I, I had the one with caffeine earlier. Anyway, very, very cool and uh, interesting guy. And he was talking about this very thing. Well, you know, th- and you know, this very thing is uh, this is uh, a lot. You know about Singularity University, mm-hmm. Kurzweil, and D- I think his name's Diamandes. Uh, he wrote this book, Abundance. I-, I-, I can never get his name right, but so basically, the idea is, um, what are the world's big problems? How do we fix them? using the law of accelerating returns Mm -hmm. and it's really the thing you're doing right now is the most is is almost as important as fixing the problem the the, it's like what tim ferris told me when he was interviewing like super wealthy people he said they ask better questions Mm. it's the question it's like fearlessly asking the big fucking questions like what do we do to heal skid row how do you fund how do you get fresh water to all the parts of the world that are currently drinking diseased water how do you do it and how do we use this new technology this new emergent technology to to get that to people well this is what this guy's specialty is one of his specialties is using neurofeedback to cure people of ADHD, to cure people of all sorts of issues by figuring out a way to give them, to empower them how to manipulate their brain waves. Wow. All done through technology, all legit, above board, all no woo-woo cool. stuff at all. All fascinating biofeedback stuff, super open-minded guy, like really fascinated about the concept of fixing certain addictions and, and weird behaviors by monitoring neurofeedback and figuring right. out how the mind works. Really interesting stuff, dude. Really, really like that some, some of the stuff that they've created, they've been able to eliminate seizures in people who are epileptic. By giving them the ability to manipulate the way their their mind works, wow! Like changing the gears in your mind, teaching you how to manipulate it and move it and train it. Wow! Really, really, really fascinating stuff. So when you know that guys like that are out there that are doing this kind of shit, and it, it, like ibogaine is one, but he was talking about a bunch of things. He was telling a bunch of things, even sometimes shock therapy. What he says is that what seems to need to to happen is there needs to be a complete reset of the system. And he said a bunch of medical terms that I don't remember. I'll have to go back over and listen to exactly how he described it. It happens. But he he said these transformative experiences are like very, very important for resetting and reshaping. Essentially what we've been saying. It's like you operate on momentum. You just like got the momentum of the world clipping at your heels. And it's almost like you can't get out of your own way. Right. So this guy is talking about it from a neuro scientist standpoint so it's really interesting to get like a guy who really knows what the fuck he's talking about kind of affirm what your suspicions might be yeah. in some sort of a vague way you know you mean your suspicions being like the reset that comes from mm-hmm. a super duper psychedelic trip or yeah. The re- yeah 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 oh yeah right yeah man like you know like you need to step outside yourself yes and or you know the reset that comes when you have some tragic event happen in your life or the Sometimes, reset, yeah. you know. It's, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's always that moment where you're yeah. like, oh shit, because it's like it's it's kind of like 
a, a bit a really intense game of make believe. That's what society is. Like everybody's playing these roles in it and everyone's really committed to the game in the most intense way possible. And you get so committed to the particular role that you're playing, whatever it may be, that you forget that that's just one role out of an infinite number of possible ways that you could be. Uh, you could be, you could, you don't have to be stuck in your current system of predilections or to like really like break it down. Your people are either attracted to certain people tend to be attracted to things or repelled by things. Right. And the things that you're attracted to, some people aren't attracted to. And the things that you're repelled by, some people are not repelled by, they're attracted to. So the question is, how much can you uh, change your levels of attraction or desire and aversion? How how trapped are you in that, uh, in, in whatever your particular modality is? Uh, can you get out of that? And you sure as fuck can. And these the psychedelic trips... Um, or, or definitely one way. Meditation is another way to figure it out. It seems like we, we whoever we are, whoever we are, we're, we are operating on some sort of uh, an operating system. And that operating system is your personality. It's like it, it allows you to go through this life with some sort of a weird semblance of how things are going to be because you know how they just were. Yes. And it can be empowering or it can be extremely disempowering, especially if you don't like certain aspects of your past. You know, if they, you, you, you're frustrated with them defining you. Yeah. And that's where things like psychedelic experiences can really come in handy. That's because right. they jolt you out of this. Or the death of a loved one could have a similar effect. You know, obviously much more tragic and much more difficult to get out of. But if, you know, you talk to someone and they lost a loved one. Regular trivial bullshit is really not going to affect them the same way it's going to affect nope. someone who's living a bored life who wants to gossip about shit. If someone loses their mom, they don't want to gossip about nothing, man. You know, it's like there's just this reality to things that's totally different. Look, people can go, and when they go, you, you're going to miss them. You're going to miss your loved ones. Yeah. And we're all going to get out of this one time or another while, right. while everybody else is going. Well, that's where it becomes simultaneously tragic. And then uh, on top of it, there's that DMT thing that you get taught where it's like, right, yes, your mom died. Guess what? You're going to die too. And everyone's going to die. And everyone's already died. There's so many people have died before you. And then somewhere in there, because you know, man, that thing you're talking about there, the, the waking up that happens from a death that involves grief, uh, that's like the very beginning part of the thing that you're given when a parent dies. But then the next thing you're given is the after that is pretty fucking incredible, which is that you realize that they're they don't seem to be gone. That, right. that you know what I mean. That even though that their physical body isn't here anymore, you really do feel them in certain ways inside of you not in a delusional way like oh the spirit of my mom is following me around but it feels like you can feel your mom in your heart all the time always there all the love that they give you all this thing behind all the bullshit everyone's got bullshit because we're human beings but the thing behind all that that's what sticks around inside of you and it's really it's really beautiful and i think you know whenever i take a dmt trip because my tendency is for my attention to go to the grief, for my attention to go to the, 
oh God, I don't want to die and I don't want to lose anybody else. And I, I can't believe how many people are going to die and everyone's going to, that my attention habitually goes to there. But whenever you like smoke DMT, one thing that I've noticed when I've done it, uh, outside of whatever the statute of limitations is, <laughs> is that uh, you're immediately given this view of one of the most beautiful things you've ever seen in your life. And there the, appears... The most beautiful. The really. most, perhaps, the most beautiful. And the sen- there's, there's sentience to it. It's alive. However, for whatever reason, it does not feel like it's coming from you. It feels like it's outside of you. Things alive. And you're like somebody... You're like... Somebody who just had a hard day at work and just walked into the ultimate surprise party where everyone's like, hey, and it's like, oh, God, it's beautiful, but I'm so fucking tired. And oh, I'm so sad. And oh, I feel like shit. And it's like the uh, the message it gives you is right. See, you are clinging to this identity of the sad, tired unhappy person but if you just let go for a second you're gonna have a really good time at this party (laughs) (laughs) you know and that's the identity reset that i think that they're talking about and it's so possible because that's a game the game of the hunched over businessman with the briefcase and the weary face and the big size and the depressed tweets and the oh man this fucking world that's a role you are playing a part you are like you are like fucking daniel day lewis and you are committing fully to the part of the mopey depressed businessman businessman that's a part and you're winning awards for it left and right in the form of all the people who secretly hate you <laughs> or all the people who are who, who you make feel sad or all the all the you're having a real effect in the world well but, when you when you try to sell someone something you're wearing a suit and tie aren't you doing a ritual dance yes you are yes you are a hypnotic dance you're throwing up those fucking tail feathers and sucking in the gullible yeah it's a dance it's a let me game. tell you something i can make you a deal and then when these 2014s f-150 they changed the structure to aluminum but i'll tell you what i don't like it buddy i like the old steel i like the good old steel and i'm gonna get a real good deal on that joe and they have a way of talking to you and you're just like huh, huh, huh. that's what salesmanship is it's really good acting yeah and that's what being a pickup artist is and that's what <gasps> Yeah, it's the same idea. It's pick up. It's 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 trickery. Mm. It's like, yeah, yeah. But but a cool thing to realize is, and it's a fun thing to realize, and it's a blasphemous thing to realize. And blasphemy. It's blasphemous because you want to believe that you're a victim, and you want to believe. It's nice to feel like you can blame other people. Oh, it's the best. It's the best to come home and put the fucking briefcase down and take the sigh and mm. sink down into your couch. And now you got an excuse to slurp mm. back that fucking whiskey that you've been trying to pour all over your uh, happiness um, that's frozen under the fucking ice uh, of the role that you're playing. It's fun. It's fun to be like that. But the psychedelic, the, 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 psych- the mushroom, the, the psychedelic reminds you it won't let you get away with that. It's like, no, no, no. I'm sorry, friend, but you're in the Garden of Eden. It's beautiful here and perfect. And oh, get ready for some really bad news. You're perfect. We love you. You're wonderful. You're forgiven. You haven't done anything bad. Everything that you think is bad is something that you did when you're in a kind of dream. You were sleepwalking. 
We don't care. We love you no matter what. And whenever you're ready to accept that, we're right here for you. And that sucks because if you're really hooked on being Elliot Smith and you're really getting off on that fucking dark hell that you're in, it's a little annoying to realize like, yo, you're fucking giving away the thing, man. Don't let people know. I'm committed to this. It's like they say Daniel Day-Lewis. He had to get carried around during my left foot by the crew because he committed so much to the role of being a paraplegic that they had to carry him from one place to the next because the way he acts, it's incredibly disruptive to him if people talk to him as Daniel Day-Lewis, that he wants to be the role that he's in. So in the same way, when DMT comes along and is like, um, Mr. Lewis, no, that is not who I am. I am a depressed man who is middle-aged, is terrified, and is trying to control people who aren't acting the way I want them to act. I am not fucking Mr. Trussell, whoever you just called me. I'm not a being of love. I'm a being of darkness. And it's like, no, you're just playing make-believe, man. You don't have to keep playing that. You have shiny shoes. You have shiny, slippery shoes on. Yeah. Why do you have a tie clip on? Yeah, why do you have that? Why are you wearing a fucking... Why are you wearing a noose with geometric patterns on it? (sighs) You know, that's one of the things that those Secret Service dudes, like any guy who has to wear a tie on the job, they all have clip-ons. You can't choke those guys. All right. That makes sense. (sighs) Yeah. But, but, you know, if you're a business, it's not being a businessman is any better or worse than any other role that you're playing. It's what's bad is when you forget that you're playing the role. Well, the, the realization that you've come to while on a psychedelic trip. That'll have to be almost the realization that everybody comes to when technology and, and information, like they meet head on. When we hit, when we hit the, the fork in the road, the tip of the spear, if you get to the part where both sides are moving in like an unstoppable pace, there's gotta be a way. There's got to be a way to bring everybody into the party. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't, if if more people don't know about it, if more people don't experience this this pause in history where people across the entire planet are waking up and saying, wait a minute, this thing, this whole thing might not be what we think it is. Yeah. This whole thing might not be what we think it is. Right. This crazy desire that we have as finite life forms to build a nest egg and put together some fucking structure somewhere that you're going to stuff with shit and doing so in doing so feed this weird machine. You're throwing money into it and it's chewing the money out and it's about to fucking give birth. It's got its robot legs in the air and it's robot pussies quivering and it's just just throwing money into its robot tits and it's just chewing that robot money up. And it's ready to give birth. <laughs> it's ready to give birth to some sentient, super intelligent thing yeah. that will then give birth to other sentient, super intelligent things That's that will right. figure out a way to completely rewire the entire earth. All of our waste will then be converted into a positive. Yeah. Everything that's negative, all pollution will be engineered yeah. out of commission and into some sort of a, a oxygen cleaning machine yep. that it fuels itself on pollution to the point where it gets to a certain point and when it runs out, it just spits flowers. When it runs out, it takes whatever remnants and shoots flowers into the sky. And as where you walk, you're going to have rose petals falling from the street because yeah. the sky is going to be perfectly clear. Sure. Yeah. 
Why not? Why not? Why not? It's it. I mean, if you look at what's going on now compared to what was going on a thousand years ago, this is a wonderful, wonderful time. And also in this book, Abundance, uh, highly recommend it for for anybody who's into not feeling like you're in hell. Who wrote it? Uh, I can't pronounce his name. Can you look it up? I'll look it up. Diamandes. He's one of the co-founders of uh, Singularity University. Uh, let me look it up real quick. And he's uh, one of the guys that thinks it's all going to be rosy. Well, it's not like they think everything's. They they recognize that. See that. This, the, the thing about the um, there he is. Uh, Peter Diamandis, yeah. The the thing about this law of accelerating returns is it doesn't just apply to great things; it also applies to chaos. So, Uh-oh. so, so uh, these guys, these I knew there was a hook. These guys understand that the collapse, or that the collapse is going to have the same kind of velocity as the whatever this thing is. So I don't think they're so naive about it. They're just they've just recognized this what we're calling a, a, a baby being born, they've recognized the things being born. They can kind of predict what phase of birth it's in. And based on that prediction, they can predict what's coming out next. And based on that prediction, they can start working right now to solve some of the big problems out there. And one of the things he says is that in a, in a lot of countries, you know, the, the amount of people who have phones right now is just insane. Or the amount it costs... One example he gives is this. The amount it would have cost to light your house uh, prior to electricity with like wax candles or, or, or lanterns is so much more expensive than the amount it costs to light your house now. It's so much cheaper. The technology of lighting is accessible to almost, almost all levels of economy except for the ultra super very 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 poor and there's a lot of them out there but having a light bulb in your shack can still happen and if you have a light bulb in your shack you're doing a hell of a lot better than a lot of people who used to have to have tallow i can't remember what he called it like old school wax and there's a lot of other examples which is our like part of what he's saying is there's if we can there's a few problems we have to solve right now uh one of them is clean water. We've got to get clean water for uh, all the huge, so many people in the world who just don't have it. They're drinking poison every day. So that's something we've got to figure out. Uh, and then there's a few other biggies like that. And people like him are of the opinion that these are very solvable problems based on current predictions uh, involving the direction that techno- technology is going in. And Kurzweil's Fucking predictions are coming true, man. There's a lot of people who roll their eyes at him. Wozniak recently came out and said, you know, he used to think that stuff was crap, but now he's realizing it's true. You know, this is happening. It's definitely happening. And folks like Diamandes are, uh, they're trying to steer the boat in the direction of utopia because they know that it could be done. And, um, wow. Yeah, it's cool. People, I've heard people criticize. Um, Kurzweil's ideas saying that he doesn't really understand human biology he doesn't understand the biology of the mm. brain but I think his point his point is I think is that it's not going to matter you're not going to have to be able to replicate everything that the brain does and how it does it in order to recreate consciousness so that consciousness may be independent of that you might be able to literally you might be able to transfer it I hope so that's going to be so bizarre if that really does happen if they can figure out a way to download your consciousness into a computer if that really becomes I mean, right now it's like, it's 
it's one of those things that they're working on, but it seems like a pipe dream, right? Doesn't it to you still? What? To consciousness? Yeah, downloading consciousness into a computer? That it, seems like a pipe dream, It seems right? like a pipe dream until you... Okay, so imagine... But, but I believe sorry. it could happen. I'm sorry. I, I think I, it I could, too. I believe it could happen. I think it could, too, man. You're an antenna. You're, the, you're an antenna consisting of all the nanoparticles all the way up to what you are right now. That combination of everything inside the meat body that you're currently, that's called Joe Rogan, is in some configuration right now. It's in some exact configuration or maybe in the deepest levels, it's kind of like harmonic vibrations or weird resonances that are happening in the nanotubules of your dendrites or something. But regardless, the place, what this thing in front of me right now, the idea is if... I duplicate it exactly. Uh, is it going to be you? Is it going to be exactly you as you are right now? And if it's the, if we really are antenna, then yeah, it's going to tune in the thing that you're tuning in, and maybe both of you will be tuning it in at the same time. Maybe there'll be this weird sense of being stretched into two different forms. Or maybe you will actually have to extinguish one form to experience the other one who the fuck knows but well, that would be the ultimate pull right if they can prove that that form the form of virtual life is more rewarding more powerful more beautiful i mean if you went into a virtual life if you plugged into the matrix and you were in avatar and yeah. you were in love with that blue chick yes. and you're just flying around on dragons together you yeah. might you might do it dude you might do it i mean it might feel amazing it might feel just wonderful right i mean okay so it's like okay Let's imagine. <laughs> let's imagine that we could do this. Just, but just because we've gotten to the point in history where, through some form of analysis, we can scan the human body and tune consciousness in in a virtual land, right? But you're still out here. It's just temporarily your consciousness has been transferred into Avatar world, where you're flying dragons, uh, making love to these Amazonian blue-skinned women. Imagine like an hour and a half of living in this planet when you knew you had to come back and you're like, you know, I don't think I'm going to come back. I think I'm just going to stay. <laughs> How do you pay for it though? You just have to get a job. Well, you're in the cloud now. You don't have to get a job. You've been assimilated into the cloud. But what if your credit card comes up in the cloud and they're like, look, we, we need you to go on missions. And you go, what? Yeah, right. And you realize you have to earn your keep. Even in the virtual world, yeah. they don't tell you that until you sign up. Uh, nobody would sign up if we told them that. But you have to be our virtual slave to pay for your virtual account yeah. so you can keep riding virtual dragons. And here, I want to show you something really funny. And then it goes to the webcam or the computer, your body sitting in front of, and it's just some guys like mouth-fucking your mm. paralyzed meat body. That's a that's the thing, too. What happens to, the, to our bodies if, we, if our consciousness gets transferred? That's a very good point. What are they going to do with all these bodies and what if you want to go back can you go back and if you go back what if you're what if you go back and you're like like a person with brain damage like what if you go back and you don't get it it's just, a, it doesn't work anymore it's, not it's all quite fucked right. up it's not quite right or what happens when you're out of it and some other fucking thing pops in and pretends to be you like what about that if we're tuning in stuff because really what we're talking about here is if you do believe him, we've gone real far. Can I mean, you imagine though if we did transfer you back and forth, and you you went there and you were just a meat box for a while, and then you came back like six months later, but you were like brain damaged, but you had fantastic stories. Yeah, you were just like they led me back, but you can't believe what's yeah. on the other side. Yeah. They have 
There's dragons. They 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 fly. Yeah. The dragons fly. The people are big. They're blue. It's amazing. They yeah. talk to the tree. <laughs> they link up with the tree. The tree. Uh, and you seizure. <laughs> and they like try to decide whether or not you're telling the truth. We we believe he's delusional. Something happened to Duncan. Uh, we we think he had some sort of a seizure. And when he returned, he thought that he had lived for seven years in the clouds with yeah. giant blue people. Obviously, that didn't happen. Okay, he was only unconscious for half an hour, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, you know what they don't know. You know, you know that you crossed over, but you ran out of money. Well, that's hilarious. <laughs> they kicked you right back, bitch. <laughs> well, that and is going to be part of it. They, stay, they take everything, and then you only, you know, you get like six years. Think what happens after happen, six years? Things happen right now. Right yeah. now, oh, as everybody you're, would sign up for it. No, I'm saying as you're going to your car, <laughs> right now, as you're walking to your car, you're like, that was, a, that was a good podcast, man. This is so cool. I get to be Joe Rogan. I host the UFC. And uh, fucking awesome. And all of a sudden, a pop-up. It's like, bling! Yeah. Uh, your credits have expired for the Joe Rogan experience. If you Fuck. wish to continue, like, how do I even fucking pay for this? Then God you just come to. You're some sweaty Ethiopian. guy, sweaty Ethiopian and on a wife beater. You're on that fucking, that ant, what's that cat, that stuff they chew? Cot. Cot. How do you say it? I don't know. It's disgusting. Someone gave me some some amphetamine. Yeah, you're just on a weird (laughs) amphetamine, hallucinating. But you know, man, I think that uh, that's probably something uh, that we're we're, that's that's a kind of thing we are going to have to deal with. Based on this new VR I've seen, VR addiction is going to be a very, very real thing. So you called me. Uh, when I was in front of the improv, I picked up the phone. I've told about 10 people the story. And you're like, dude, this changes everything. Yeah. This is bigger than the internet. Yeah. And I was like, what? And I was really high. And I was about to go on stage. And I was listening to this. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what What are you talking about? Like, yeah. what happened? And you told me about this video that you saw. Like, explain the video of going up to that piano. Oh, yeah. The video, this is like, you know, and, and shit's gotten like five, probably 10 times better since this, by the way. But this was... uh it's a demo of um, uh, Oculus, Rift, Oculus right? Rift, and you put this on, and suddenly you're like in a loft in New York, and uh, you're watching this guy who's like looking at you like he knows you, and he's smoking a cigarette, and he starts playing piano, and you look around, you're in a fucking loft, man. It looks like it's like tracked perfectly. It was. It looks. You're. You just are suddenly in this other place, and it feels really intimate. Like it feels like you know the guy. This is before I tried VR porn, <laughs> by the way, um, which I must have told made you. Made me stumble. I must have told you about. Do that. you have to pee? You, you have to I pee. don't have to pee because I know you. Sorry, I'm wriggling around. No, but you. I know you. You told me. You warned me. I warned Joe. But you banged got, through two hours like like a champion. I can't. Well, that's because I squeezed it out right before <laughs> I like before he came on. Squeezed it. But yeah, if you tried VR porn, and I'm scared, I'm scared to lose my life in that. It's probably, in the porn, yeah, lose your life in VR porn. Jesus Christ, son. Joe, you're gonna try it. Do 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 do. Eat a hash cookie, put on the VR porn goggles, slap warm baby oil over your cock. Yeah. No, you're not gonna slap warm baby oil. Over <laughs> it's gonna your have cock. sex with you. <clears throat> yeah, you're right? gonna put some kind of sleeve on your cock. Oh Jesus. That is going to. Uh, perfectly replicate exactly what's happening inside the the VR. Do you think you'd be a one pump chump under those circumstances? The first time. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> How many times did you fuck it in a day? I'd go to Duncan's house. Hey, man, I haven't seen you for a while, so I thought I'd just check in on you. You've lost 50 pounds. Your cheeks are sunken in. Your eyeballs are sitting deep in the back of your head. You're like, hey, man, you got any water? <laughs> you got any liquids, man? I just, you got any Pedialyte? My cock has just been rubbed down to some kind of like red mucusy okay. tendril. Outer layers of the onion have been peeled away. Uh, <laughs> your dick is just uh, raw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Would you feel one pump jump the first time? I just picture your fucking pizza boxes stacking up, Mountain Dew, you just fucking hands up in the air, I win! I fucking win! My With chihuahua chewing, <laughs> my chihuahua chewing discarded cum napkins just because it hasn't eaten in days, so it's just trying to get protein from anything. <laughs> you bet you faintly hear the bark over the, oh, oh, all the crazy loud 3D porn coming out of the fucking Sennheiser. Headphones. <laughs> oh, your dog like bruf, bruf, bruf. You just ignore it. Put it God damn it, you, I can't come with this fucking dog barking. Yeah. You gotta put it back, back. That's back it. But that is I mean that th- that is it. <laughs> that is it. That's what you're looking at, man. Oh god, you're is lo- that crazy? Well, I mean yeah, man. I mean this is I'm terrified. Because porn is already uh for I'm sure that from time to time you occasionally will look upon porn. What <laughs> I imagine you do from time to time, and it's already incredibly engrossing just in 2D space. So when suddenly you find yourself uh, in a in a room uh, that's not your room with a girl that you've never seen in your life riding you <gasps> and looking at you like she really loves you, Whoa. and then you look down, and it's not your body anymore, and that's not your cock, and you look back up. At this beautiful girl who seems to really like she's known you for a long time. It seems like you're in a really good part of your relationship. You know what I mean? Like uh, that's the one that I saw. But it's like uh, for a lot of people, uh, I think that's going to be real hard to come back from. It's going to be real hard to peel those goggles off and uh, walk into your living room where your wife is passed out on the on the sofa and, and maybe your blanket falls down and all the farts that have been held in there from the Campbell's chunky soup that she ate earlier come wafting up into your face, you know, and you look down at your body and it's, you know, it's just a normal body. It's not the ripped tattooed dude who was fucking whoever that girl was. And you're going to like have this strange kind of uh, virtual jet lag where you have to accept that the paradigm that you're existing in is not a perfect paradigm. That's going to be hard for a lot of people to uh, to deal with. I think that's going to be a real uh, a real problem. That's a real problem, man. I think it. I think you're right, and I think the visual aspect of it, and just having the robot thing on your dick, that's so crude. That's like one step. They're going to figure out a way to tap those ideas directly into your brain. Right. You're going to be able to experience it. You're going to be able to experience it. I think it's probably going to come in the form. Obviously, I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about, but. If I had a guess, like if I had a just random speculation on the future, I think we're going to find a way to record memories on a device in HD. They're, they're going to find a way yeah. to either do something with the eyes or figure out a way through something you wear to tune in 
to the reality that you're experiencing from head to toe. Tune it, right. tune it in through a frequency. Record it on some sort of a hard drive, a little tiny flash thing, and we'll have a little flash thing in the back of our head, or who knows, man, maybe it'll even all just be in the cloud all around you all the time. I think that's more likely. Very likely. And you, we'll be able to dip into the bank of other people's experiences. Yeah. We'll have the antenna that'll shoot right into our memory, or right into our mind, or right into our experience center, and boom, I'm living Duncan Trussell's life. I'm snowboarding as Duncan Trussell. And when I, right and I start with it, Jimi Hendrix's manic depression is playing. Dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. You wake up snowboarding in your body listening to Jimi Hendrix, and I'm living your life for yeah. the next hour, two hours that you recorded this and put it up on YouTube. That's what YouTube becomes. Right. YouTube becomes everybody gets to live what you're living. It goes total next level it makes youtube today look like cave drawings yeah <laughs> they figure out a way to tap That's deep awesome. deep into the actual memory itself even missing your dog even like thinking when i get home i'm gonna definitely throw out that toilet yeah you know all that stuff is gonna be in your head you're gonna be all of it recorded all of it recorded. you're gonna be in an ocean of memories digitally recorded in the cloud and also don't forget possibly maybe Suddenly, graveyards or preserved brains become reservoirs of old memories. So you might even be able to harvest the memories of the dead. You know, you might. Who knows if epigenetics, if if these memories are being stored or encoded, uh, maybe you could go into the DNA of um, a mummy. Don't they have Einstein's brain? I hope. Don't they? I don't know. I feel like they preserved Einstein's brain. I think they they got it. Just like. Doing experiments on it and shit, trying to find out why it's so wacky, strong, super powerful. Can you imagine Could that? Could you imagine that? Fucking waking Einstein up in a computer and the first thing he's like, what? Wait, where am I? What? What have you done? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What have you fucking assholes done? <laughs> Who let you do this? Yeah. Okay, shut me off. No. I was having a great time. No. I was up in heaven. No, I'm not going to shut you off. I'm going to drop <laughs> you into World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Now what are you going to do, Einstein? You better get some magic, bitch. You better level up. <laughs> quick. Level up. <laughs> you better level up. That's going to be weird to think that we're going to be able to re to resurrect anyone whose DNA still exists and drop them into video games and torture them <laughs> just for fun. Well, that when you were talking about porn being a real problem, the other thing that's going to be a real problem is that, video games. Video games are going to be a crazy problem because yeah. as awesome as they are now, dude, I get jealous. I was watching this thing on Kim.com. Kim.com was apparently like the number one Call of Duty player in the world oh, wow. at one point. You know who he is, right? Yes, I do. He's the guy who runs uh, Mega Upload yep. and they, they took all of his money. It's like this crazy uh, thing with America. They're saying he's fleeing justice because he won't come to America, stays in New Zealand. And, and reports are he's the coolest guy ever. He seems very, 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 very cool and um for whatever reason anyway the point is they should they had this tour of his house and uh, you know he's kind of going over the details of his case but i was watching like his video game room he's got like a room where he plays this fucking game i can't even watch it for a few minutes i watch it for a few minutes i go god that must be fucking awesome yeah that must be so awesome to play god, maybe i just get get into it for no no i can't, can't. fucking do it but this is going to be nothing this is almost like a pit stop you don't even have to take like dude hold you are you this hungry because in half an hour there's a kentucky fried chicken and they got that new double double have you had that dude yeah, yeah. you know it's like you pass like 
Mike's shit burgers, you know, and yeah. you're like, just hang on for another half hour. That's what I feel like. It's like what they're coming out with with these goggles. Yeah, Ca- the, even Ca- yeah. Sorry, even Carmack said it to me the other day. He asked me if I had been indoctrinated. Oh, I saw that tweet, man. I turned green with jealousy. Carmax tweeting you? That's incredible, man. I, I met him a bunch of times, man. Holy shit. I played shit. Quake against his crew. That was nuts. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It was one of the coolest things ever, dude. They He's right so about nice. indoctrinated, too, because Fuck it is an indoctrination. It, and the people who like indoctrinate you, like my pal Johnny Ross, when he brought me to this special room to try this VR shit out, he's like, get ready. Jesus. Get ready. This will change you. This is going to blow your mind. He's totally oh, right, too, dude, man. We should fly to Dallas, you and me. We should film it for the show. The show that we're going to do, we yes. should fly to Dallas and hang out with Carmack. That'd be awesome. He's he's an intimidatingly intelligent guy. We definitely need to get you to try out the most updated. You need to try it. You got to try it, man. I'm scared. Of course I'll try it, but I'm scared. Is this uh, the new Magic Leap thing? Yeah, it's a video they put out last week of this is supposedly what it's going to look like. Okay, let's see what Magic Leap looks like here. Can the folks at home see some version of this? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go pee while it's happening. Make that happen, Duncan. Duncan is healthy, new, healthy, fit Duncan. Keeping it together, Duncan. Oh my God! So this magic leap—it lets holograms appear in, appear in front of you, and the, they're spinning. This person in this video is spinning these holograms and moving them around and stretching them and touching them, as if they're the interface on a computer. He just loaded up a game. He's about to play a video game right now. So he's about to play a video game right now in his head. This is fucking insane. And he grabs a gun. Yep. Where does he get that gun? That's a plastic gun, yeah, right? Or it's a visual, virtual. But it can't be virtual because he's holding it in his hand. I think it's virtual. No chance. That's what they're trying to say. That's what they're trying to say? Yeah. I think I'd be. I'd rather have a real gun. Can I just have a real gun? But this is pretty dope. So he's playing video games in his house. Yeah. He's shooting oh, things yeah. that are in his house. With a, this might be the end of the world. Yeah. Okay, come on, dude. Who's gonna fucking go outside and play stickball? <laughs> Tell me that. What kid is going to go play stickball when you can do this? This is the dopest shit the world has ever seen. Oh my god, man. Oh my god, you're getting attacked by a robot. This is terrifying. Oh, shit. Can you hear the guy scream? Oh, shit. He's like literally out of breath. Kids are going to get in shape. We're going to develop super warriors because they're going to be constantly running around playing video games on one of those omnidirectional treadmills. Yeah. This is insane, man. We haven't seen uh, Black Mirror yet, but a lot of the stuff you guys were just talking about. They talked about it on? Yeah. On the new episode? I'm not going to spoil it. Don't spoil it alert because everybody told me that the new episode is insanely good. You got to see it. Almost everything you and Duncan just talked about. Of course. all in each episode. Of course. Have you seen the new episode of, uh, what is it called again? Black Black Mirror? Have you seen it? I've seen one episode of that show and I liked it. It was it was weird. It was the pig fucking episode. That's the only one I've oh, seen. That's a, yeah, that was good. It's, whoa, it's like, what kind of a crazy fucking show is this? I mean, that was a really interesting dilemma that guy was facing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a fascinating show. Um, but the new one is supposed to be awesome and deals with a lot of the stuff that we just talked about. There's a, there's a bunch of people that are aware that we're in some weird space. We just showed the games that you play on Magic Leap. Have yeah, you I seen it? That. Where you just shoot the people in your living room, yeah. you got robots coming after you. It's insane. Insanely yeah. cool. Yeah, that, that's right, man. That that stuff is really cool. That's that's the data visualization, you know? That's the idea that we're sort of surrounded by this mist of data and that technology is going to visualize it in all these new ways. Like, currently, the way it's visualized is in 2D on the screen in our pockets. Yeah. But the idea of, like, you know, just 
cool shit like as you're driving your tweets or any tweets that you come flying into your car or you know tweets will become 3d things floating around people or my my friend pemberton says uh it's all gonna be uh johnny pemberton funny guy but you see he says that it's gonna be like credit is going to become the new form of elitism and that you're in your augmented reality land your credit score can float around (laughs) you so yeah so people can you know that kind of shit like it's going to be weird because the way that the people build themselves up is in augmented reality is going to be hilarious like the trophies you wear like little augmented reality medals that you'll wear because you know like you know what's a big deal for people my Twitter followers. You know what I mean? People are really into that. The number of Twitter followers you have is a, some kind of indication of your fame. So right. that kind of shit, people are going to figure out ways to to wear it in augmented reality space in kind of subtle ways, but ways that people can see it. It used to be if you wanted to brag about your success, the way you would visualize it was by wearing gold. You know what I mean? It's how people still do it. Right. They want to show their, they want to subtly say, I'm a rich motherfucker by showing showing you their gold watch or gold chains it's like see i'm actually wearing a rare metal that's because i'm doing good <laughs> recognize it but but the new way of doing that is going to be you know shit that really is more relevant which is like you know well what are you going to look like in that virtual world i mean if it's predicated on how much money you have like what if you what if you look like that persian guy from 300 the giant yeah. guy what was his name? Xerxes? Xerxes? Yeah. How about that shit, son? That's yeah. when you're super balling. You're 10 feet tall. 10 foot tall Persian dude with cool earrings. But you can only look like that if you've got a 700 credit score and have a Citibank yeah, card. Yeah, but you can look like that if you have a 700 credit score and a Citibank card. You yeah. can look like that. Yeah. That's something to aspire to, Duncan. Yeah. Feed the machine, Because Duncan. it's like, think of the, what's that stupid car thing that everybody, that people get really into? The Black American Express. Ooh, he's got the black car. But it's like things like that, like stupid, stupid oh. ways that we try to like, the stupid tail feathers that you, you try to throw. understand he's a baller, Duncan Trussell. He's got a black or, or the or the like, you know, there's just so many ways that people try to or the new app, you know, Apple Watch. Mm. And if you want, you can get one for nineteen thousand dollars with a gold <laughs> chain. And then like you can go around and show everybody, look, I'm loaded. I think it's ten grand. Ten grand. For the super expensive one. Ten right? grand. Is that something like that? It's crazy. But still, it's very funny the, the way we try to indicate our worth or value is through a rare metal. Uh, when when what, what really indicates a person's value these days is not so much like, can you afford to wear uh, rare metal? It's a lot of other stuff that goes into it. You know, it's not just the jewels that you wear. Or, you know, like, that's a thing. You give your girlfriend a diamond. And then they wear it or they're some women are so, you know, like the thing it's like a it's a boring cliche in movies where it's like, ooh, he got you a giant diamond and it's like a big it's a it's a big deal. It's just so funny the way that we those things are going to be outdated with augmented reality. It's going to be certain add ons to your physical form that you can only obtain via shit tons of money or some other social online standing which demonstrates your worth in the cloud so for now embrace the physical reality enjoy the shit out of cheeseburgers and milkshakes yes. and sex yes. you know just have a good time give a lot of hugs out because it's going to get real virtual yeah that's right real quick yeah it's just coming get all the reality stuff out while you can that's right within a hundred years it's not going to be here 
We're all going to be living inside a cloud. Ten, ten years. Ten years. Jesus. I'd say ten. I mean, ten years, and we're all in some. We're all using some form of augmented reality God, technology. Man, it's but be weird. but all these people, man. When you ask them, the people who are really like in the know about this, when you ask them, what do you predict in ten years? They're like, they are like, forget it, man. You you want me to tell you what things are going to look like? When they're five times as fast as they are now, that's what you want me to tell you? You want me to predict what kind of innovations come from an Apple computer five times as fast as the fastest Apple computer on planet Earth? I can't do that. It's impossible to guess. We don't know. It's a big fucking question mark. Especially when you start talking about decades. Yeah. Can't do it. Two decades? <sighs> yeah. Go back, go back in time 10 years and predict this. How, how, how accurately would you have predicted some of the things happening right now? And I, you wouldn't have predicted Uber. You wouldn't have predicted most things. Who would have, who would have predicted podcasts? Let's go there. Oh, yeah. That's remember, right. Do you remember that Christian Slater movie where he was the rebel that was broadcasting the pirate radio show? Do you remember that? He had to run and hide. Oh, yeah. He was broadcasting pirate <laughs> radio. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm going to have to watch that tonight. Turn it up, man. <laughs> Ty's fucking going to play you the cool songs. Not that fucking <gasps> Jesse's Girl bullshit that you're listening to. <laughs> no, I wish that I had Jesse. Meanwhile, Jesse's Girl is a badass jam. You know? <laughs> Maybe Christian Slater just has obscure taste. He doesn't ever shove it down our throat. What he needs to do is buy a goddamn radio license like everybody else. Well, yeah. Set up a business. Terrestrial a radio. Terrestrial radio. Terrestrial radio. the government. He needs to get set, it. Why doesn't he do that? He, why does he have to be a pirate? He needs to get licensed. Get licensed. Pay the government their due. Yeah. You criminal. <laughs> Broadcasting music through the sky without a license. It's ridiculous. He had a, he had a fucking dangerous situation he was running from the cops but it was more important to him to continue broadcasting shitty music over the forbidden skies <laughs> to fight the power that it was to stay free he was yeah. gonna take chances yeah he was so beautiful he had great bone structure such a cute man with a sort of young jack nicholson thing going oh, look, on there he is broadcasting dude. from his car pump up the volume dude there Come he on, son. The first podcaster. Pump up the volume. He was the per first podcaster. He was driving around yelling at people, the sky's falling. And they're like, God damn it, we're so glad you're here. Look at the real, <laughs> it's so funny. The idea that some young guy, too, it was, it's always great. Like some young guy who gets it. And there's like these older people that just don't yeah. get it. You remember how annoying this dude would be in real life? Some young guy driving down the street. The government is stealing. Taxes are stealing. Ugh. Oh, this fucking guy. I don't know what he was protesting about. What was he protesting about? Wanted to play the Smiths? <laughs> <laughs> I need to. I need to educate you people on good fucking music. Come over our house. <laughs> Let's play vinyl. Dude, I remember that movie. I thought that, I thought he was the coolest fucking guy ever. I thought ever. he was the coolest guy ever. Yeah. Girls would love him. Why can't I be him? I wish I was a rebel. <laughs> God, you man. watch those movies. Those guys would be so perfect. Like, God, I wish I could be like John Cusack and say anything. Just stand there with that boombox in my head and get the girl back. Or what's his name? And <laughs> what about Footloose? Remember Footloose? <laughs> yes. I wish I was so free that I could come to some small town and dance and still try to pick up girls. Some and town pretend that I'm not gay. I'm just showing up dancing. Who the fuck is dancing? <laughs> Kevin Bacon. That's who. Bed shows up. He's got fucking moves. He's been practicing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? How come you haven't been doing man type shit, son? How come you? 
<laughs> he just shows up hanging around barns and shit, leading dancing, and they they overthrow the old fuddy duddies. That's right. And the the fucking preacher had the sluttiest girl, the daughter. Remember? Yeah. Preacher's daughter. He was banging her. She was classic. all upset. Classic. Pulled, classic. I guess that's what the singularity is, right? It's just Kevin Bacon coming to our dimension and like teaching us all how to how to overcome the oppression of old power structures. We're just in Footloose. With a fancy two-step. Footloose. Fixes everything. And Kenny Loggins songs. God, I heard that song the other day. <laughs> Footloose. Well, how about there's fucking geniuses that remade that movie? How about that? How what about someone be? sat around? They remade it. Oh, they already they did? They did. They already did it. Yeah, someone watched Footloose and goes, God damn, we need to do this again. How come they haven't... <laughs> First of all... How come they haven't done that with Roadhouse, okay? <laughs> you know what they need to do? That dude from uh, the HBO show, Danny McBride, you know, Danny, that hilarious dude? Oh, yeah, man, yeah. totally. He needs to do Roadhouse. That'd be amazing. Do his version of Roadhouse. He needs to do anything. That's one of the Pain funniest people hurt. ever. If he did a real, if they did the exact same script, exactly the way it happened, I bet it would be one of the funniest movies of It'd all time. It'd be so funny. It'd be incredible. <laughs> you should pitch that to him. Probably do it. Danny McBride, and for that's the Sam guy with the thick mustache, Danny Trio. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm a casting agent. Yeah. You Come could on, do that. Dude. I would watch. That would be an amazing movie. Who man. wouldn't? That's a great goddamn fucking yeah, movie. That'd be incredible. Danny McBride as Patrick Swayze and Danny Trejo as that Sam dude. So What's funny. His name? Sam. What is his name? God damn it. The guy who does the truck commercials. Ram trucks. Ram tough. Doesn't he do a ram I'm not commercial? sure you mean. You, I'm confused. I thought you were talking Run about house. the guy who used to be in jail. Well, Trejo. Yeah, but I'm talking about the guy in the Roadhouse movie. In the Roadhouse Sam movie, Elliot. what is his name? Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Uh, That's right. You know who Sam Elliott is, son. How dare you? You know who Sam Elliott is, right? No. The, I would. Don't? I almost want to lie and say I do. I'm embarrassed. I'm <sighs> Here, looking it up I'll, right I'll now. Pull it, I'll pull it up for you. There he is. Oh, yeah. That Sam. Guy. Yeah, sure. Of course. I know you know who that guy is, right? <laughs> of course. So, in the Danny McBride version, that guy is played <laughs> by Danny Trio. Oh, that's cool. Because he's a guy that gets jacked. And then, <clears throat> I don't want to, spoiler alert, Roadhouse. But he's a guy that gets jacked. And then the Patrick Swayze guy has to go in and kick some ass. So who plays the badass dude? Who plays this guy? <clears throat> there's, there's some other guys. They would back up real quick. I want to show the guys that they would fight with. There's some other dudes, right? I don't know. This is. <clears throat> that's just all pictures of him that's not necessarily all roadhouse but there was whoever there was a guy who was the number one karate guy that patrick swayze had to fight <clears throat> excuse me the guy at the end where he kills him remember that yeah that was the guy they brought in the fucking super badass guy i don't know who plays him that guy yes i vote for mario lopez there you go perfect yep handsome beautiful have you seen the f can act can box have you seen The Fist Foot Way? Of course I have. So fucking good. <laughs> that guy's genius, man. He's genius. <clears throat> He's just funny as shit all times. He is so funny. Did you see that movie, The End? Or This Is The End? Whatever the one it was with James Franco and No, Seth I haven't Rogen. seen that. I'm glad you reminded me. Holy I gotta see that. Holy shit, is he funny in that movie. Holy shit, is he funny in that movie. That, was like, <clears throat> that might be his funniest role ever. And I'm not bullshitting. I hate when people say that and I said it. Can't anyway. wait to watch it. And I'm not bullshitting. Maybe sometimes I bullshit, but not now. I gotta go soon. I do too. So, so what a crap, listen. crappy way to end the podcast. I'm My, sorry. <clears throat> there's no good way to end these things. <clears throat> Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. 
There's no good way to end these things. They're too fun. Right. We were too high starting out. I was at least. I was a little on the high Ooh, side. God damn, I was tumbling. Because I had a point, but we were we were both so energetic and so energized to say, but I had a point about like super left-wing people and I totally lost it in mid-thought. Oh, right. I don't know where it went. <clears throat> but that's, that's I think you did a pretty good job talking about how they disguise their aggression and their in the clothes of whatever the thing is they're doing. It's just your people are going to use some some people are going to use symbol structures to try to make the world a better place. And some people are going to use symbol structures to punch you with. It's like somebody who's like putting on like a a, a a boxing glove that's like it's like a velvet glove. It's like someone punching you with velvet. It's they're mm. still punching me. That's why it feels like shit when you get around people who are inflicting their aggression on you with some kind of. I think it's ultimately a good lesson, though. It's ultimately a lesson that there's there's no real one ideology that's got it nailed and you're going to have weirdos in every single group and the the real thing that we have to all sort of come to some sort of an agreement on is that we're all part of this organism right that's that's what we keep getting to the yes. only way to fix this thing is if we all really do have some sort of ultimate power like if if technology continues to exponentially increase to the point where the average person can just hit the universe reset switch is there's too much power there's just it it becomes some crazy singularity moment where the average person has weight. I mean, the power that you have on your phone is so indescribable to someone who lived in ancient Rome. It's, right. it's indescribable. And if it continues that way and somehow or another the cat gets out of the bag and they invent some way to literally everybody has the power to stop life as we know it at any given time. Yeah. That's the only way everybody looks at everybody as just as important as them. Right. It's really almost the only way to cure the disease that is the craziness of humanity. The craziness of humanity is like this weird thing where we can, we can be two human beings, can either be madly in love or the best of friends or so appreciative of each other or at each other's throats trying to kill each other with their fingers. Just, hey, you fucker, yeah. no, you piece of shit. Like trying to hit each other in the head with rocks, fighting... It, it, it could easily happen one way or the other. And the amount of times that it happens the right way is incredible. If you look at the numbers that we're dealing with, 300 plus million people right. in this country, the amount of kindness and the amount of happiness is off the charts. Right. It's just not salacious. It doesn't draw us in. It doesn't scare us so we don't focus on it. And by not focusing on it and instead focusing on fear or focusing on hate or focusing on blame, we sort of perpetrate it. Right. And the more people could focus on figuring out a way to just interface as nicely with all the people around you as possible as friendly and easily with all the people around you as possible. The more you can figure out a way to do that, the better off the whole planet is. It'll ripple. It'll rip. And there's going to be people that violate it. There's going to be people that don't play along. There's going to be people that try to exploit it and fuck the... It doesn't matter, man. Eventually, we'll figure that out. Yes. Eventually, we'll overwhelm that. There's a new ethic. And the new ethic is brought about by this way that we communicate now. That's right. That doesn't exist before. And, and I think also... It, 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 you have to become you have to become a person of action like your friend here you're talking about is like who's helping people get water in the congo dude anyone listening can become that guy anyone listening right now can start taking steps in the direction of doing that and if you don't have time go to fight for the forgotten just google fight for the forgotten i think it's fightfortheforgotten.org i'll, I'll pull it up right now cuz he's cool as fuck what 
I didn't say anything. I thought Jamie did. Didn't. Um, I think it's fightfortheforgotten.com. Yes, it is. It's fightfortheforgotten.com. One word, fightfortheforgotten.com. It's just a genuine, real, cool guy. A real sweet guy. And, you know, I mean, he kind of throws into the face the idea that a lot of people have about MMA fighters, too. They think they're brutes and, and you know, mean people. He couldn't be kinder. I mean, look at this picture of him hanging out with these pygmies. Oh, wow. The dude cool. is as real as they come. That's awesome. Man. He's as real as they come. I just love that guy. I love that guys like that exist. It's just, uh, it was just uh, we, we live in a cool time, man. We live in a cool time. Um, Duncan motherfucking Charles. Can I make an announcement? This podcast. Yes. Uh, I'm going to be at the Improv doing a live podcast recording on what? april 18th the improv where here oh my god live podcast los angeles recording. california the los angeles improv oh my god look at trussell live podcast with daniele bellelli oh my jesus god man. working on a third guest i don't know that's, <laughs> oh, <laughs> the so that's 18th? happening yeah what day is that that is the saturday night I guess it is. It might, it might be off on the date. I think it's the 18th or the 19th, but you can look on my website. There's a Saturday, April 18th. Here, let me look. 2015. I'll tell you right now. It's, some, it's, it's on my website. I'm, I'm doing a lot of live podcasts coming up on you the East Coast. You love those. It is so fun, man. It is so fun to do. It really is a blast. You like it almost as much as you like stand-up. Yes. That's yes, awesome. I do. I do. It's Well, just because it's like you're... It's a lot longer than a stand-up show. These things always end up being a lot longer, and there's just more. I don't know, man. You, it's I like connecting with people out there, and I, it's a new medium. It's like a right. new medium, and it's fun to play around with it and see like the best way to do it and what works and what doesn't work. It is uh, Hollywood is on the hold on the 18th. Yeah, that's the 18th with Daniele Bellelli, uh, and I don't know who the th- I'm working on the next uh, the other the other guest right now. I'm still putting the show together, but. Uh, yeah, a lot of cool live podcasts coming up, like in Arlington and Cambridge, Philadelphia, and the ones in Brooklyn are sold out. DuncanTrussell.com, sold out in Brooklyn, son. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Uh, we love you, Duncan. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this day of fun and podcasting. Thanks to uh, Dr. Andrew Hill, who was my first guest, and thanks to Duncan Trussell. I'll be right back with ads you don't necessarily have to listen to. Much love. Bye-bye. Much love. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in, and thank you to our sponsors. Thanks to Squarespace. Go to squarespace.com and use the code word Joe to save 10% off your first purchase. That's squarespace.com. Use the code word Joe. Thanks also to Stamps.com. Go to Stamps.com. Use the code word J-R-E and get your $110 bonus offer, which includes a free digital scale and up to $55 of free postage. It's a no-risk trial. J-R-E. And thanks also to Onnit.com. Go to O-N-N-I-T. Use the code word Rogan and save 10% off any and all supplements. And if you are in Austin, Texas, make sure you check out the Onnit gym because it is in fact the shit check that out all right my friends much love see you soon bye-bye big kiss